Welcome to Monthly Movie Matchup. I'm Daniel. And I'm Peter. And this is a matchup catch-up between two friends, talking about the movies we have watched over the month. No big themes, no big structure, just two nerdy white guys talking about movies. And Peter, how was your April? My April? It was pretty pretty loose, uh, if we're talking movies. I, I watched a lot of movies this April. Mm. Um, because of coronavirus, I had heaps of spare time, so I was kind of just... Zigging and zagging all over the place. Um, yep. It was lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. How was yep. your April, Dan? Yeah, much of the same. I, I watched a lot of movies because um, that's what happens when there's a pandemic and you can't really do anything else. Um, but like, what a sporadic month I had. Like a bit of this, a bit yeah. of that. Bit of highbrow, bit of lowbrow. I loved mm. it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely had a, a mix of brows. Is there, is there middle brow? Like, um, what would be middle brow? <laughs> isn't that like a like a, a nice six or something? I, I don't know. Middle brow. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think middle brow. Like, I, I would say Marvel movies are middle brow. I would agree with that. Marvel movies are like middle everything, though. Except for like, a few exceptions. Okay, so how many movies did you watch this month? Okay, I watched 54 movies this month. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was oh, too many. Okay. It's too many movies. That, that's... Yeah, I think, yeah, okay. And you, how many did you predict that you would watch? I predicted that I would watch 30 movies, which <laughs> is the stupidest prediction. <laughs> I was so far off. Oh, that's not good. That's yep. not good. Yep. No, I'm, I'm very similar. Like, I think I said 30, 31. I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do one a day or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, very interesting. I had 54. No, not 54, 44. 44, okay. 44. So, that's, there is still 10 movie difference between us. Uh-huh. All right. So, I guess we should just jump straight into it. Like, there's going to be a lot of movies to talk about. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Peter, give me your, like, first three. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll do, I'll do a bit of a run. So, the first movie I watched was uh, on April 1st, Fighting With My Family. Technically... I watched it on like, well, I don't know, it finished at like 2am on April 1st because I was um, on my Florence Pugh marathon. It was fine. Fighting with my family. It was okay. The Rock was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah fighting with my... Yeah, I've seen that. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. Mm. Uh, and then I decided I had only seen one movie directed by the Wachowskis, and that was The Matrix. And so I thought... Let's watch all of the Wachowski movies. Yes. Um, so I did that this month. Mm, no, I do, I do not like the Wachowskis. <laughs> cool. We will um, talk about some of those movies. Yeah. So April 1st, I watched Bound and I quite liked Bound. It was fun. I, I haven't seen um, Bound. You've not seen Bound. Okay. I have not seen Bound. Um, Joey Pants is in it and he's great. Like really, really <sighs> good. So good. Um, I like Joey Pants. I, everyone loves Joey Pants. Um, yeah, Bounce Fun, tight little, like, mafia thriller, I guess. I don't know. It's good. Uh, and then I watched The Matrix, The Matrix Reloaded, and The Matrix Revolutions um, within 24 hours. Um, Matrix, very cool. The sequels, I, like, I don't have anything new to say. About the Matrix sequels. 
Did you like them or not like them? No, I did not like them at all. Okay. They're so, like, overstuffed and there's so much unnecessary, like, flubber action. Yeah, that was it. Not a fan. I watched all three Matrix movies. How did your months begin? Yeah, so my first three, uh, I started it strong, but not on the first. I started on the 3rd of April and I started with The Host, uh, directed by Bong Uh, Bong Joon-ho. Um. Yeah, really great movie. It's like, it's probably his most Spielberg-like movie, I could say. Yeah. It's definitely like the cover of the Blu-ray that I have is like Jaws meets Jurassic Park. And honestly, that's the perfect description for the movie. Um, And like the CGI, like, yeah, it's a little, it looks a little dated, but it totally works. Um, So yeah, The Host, good movie. People should watch Bong Joon-ho movies. Um, and then straight into that, I watched Sense and Sensibility. Um, that was on my list of movies to watch during COVID-19. Um, and it was really great. I like those kind of period dramas where they have like fancy clothes and all that. Um, and like Alan Rickman plays the nice guy in it. And it's like, oh, yay, Alan Rickman, nice guy. Uh, and then Mad Max too, but we talked about that last episode. Uh-huh. Um, the next movie I watched was... Steven Spielberg, 2002, Catch Me If You Can. Uh, so this good. movie is so much fun. Um, yeah, Hanks, DiCaprio, and Walken, honestly, are all, like, really just chewing scenery, having so much fun. Um, really. I really enjoyed it. I watched a lot of Spielberg movies this month, because um, I realized I had a bit of a, a blind spot in his late 90s, early 2000s run. Um, so the, that the DreamWorks like era. The DreamWorks era, yeah. The post-Oscar, yeah. he can do whatever he wants. Um, yeah. Yeah, Catch Me If You Can. After Catch Me If You Can, I watched Lupin the Third: The Castle of Cagliostro, which is um, Hayao Miyazaki's first movie. I didn't particularly and it's care for it. I didn't, yeah, I didn't love yeah. it that much. Okay. Yeah. You're, um, you're I know wrong. it's a bit of a hot take. Um, and yeah, please how, don't How much me. did you give it? I gave it two and a half stars. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. That's like... It's so much fun. It's a I, fun movie. I didn't have that much fun with it. It's uh, it's I'm like sorry. National Treasure. I'm sorry. Like, uh, uh, mm. uh, for context, I had never seen a Miyazaki movie before. And I decided <sighs> I should watch them. Uh, and my plan was to watch them all or like start going through his filmography i watched this first one and then i have not continued yet dude you're missing out i can't (sighs) explain how much you're missing out on like i kind of believe you like kind of don't i think the the next one is like valley of the wind nasaka valley of the wind yeah some of the best world building in a movie i've ever seen uh the next movie i watched was ratatouille which yep is it's a great movie. It is a masterpiece. Uh, it is really amazing. So good. I I can't do my favorite animated movies of all time. Like that's just an impossible list to me. Because like the top three, and like I want to tie them all together, but it's like Ratatouille, Toy Story Two, and My Neighbor Totoro. I think like, I have Ratatouille and The Incredibles as one and two, and they're kind ugh. of alternating. I'm going to say it. Incredibles is a little overrated. 
Hmm. Okay. I think that's, that's a take. The, okay, this comes from my love for Ratatouille, mm-hmm. and I think Ratatouille is the best Brad Bird movie. I really love Ghost Protocol. Like, I yeah, really Ghost Protocol is good, Protocol. but like Ratatouille is way better. Ratatouille is really good. Ratatouille makes me cry. I don't. It doesn't quite get me a cry, but it's it's there. When um, let's put it this way, I always have a copy of Ratatouille in my car. <laughs> That that like, is a straight that. up fact. I love it so much. Like I always have, just in case of an emergency, and someone's like, "Let's watch a movie or something." And like I know Disney Plus exists and all the streaming services, but just in case the internet doesn't work or something, there's always an opportunity to watch Ratatouille. Uh, I'll go through my next three. Okay. Uh, so uh, on the fourth, I watched that thing you do. Um, yeah, interesting. Um. So Tom Hanks directed it, right? Um, yeah. Um, it's about a band that's a one-hit wonder, and like it, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a it's a th- three out of five to me. But what really confuses me is that there is an epilogue at the end of the movie to tell you what happened to all the people, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty normal stuff. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, wow, that guy became like a music professor or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I was, and then I started Googling and then I found out none of these people are real. Yeah, it's a fictional band. With a fictional it's a fictional band. band. And so I was like, why would Tom Hanks write a fictional epilogue? It really confused me. And I had to, like, I went to bed that night going, why would you do that? Why would you tell me what happened to these people who don't exist? I think like, am I crazy? Is that is that weird? It's a little I think I think it's a little weird, but I think it kind of makes sense, right? If you're gonna write a world and create these characters and you wanna think about who they are, you're gonna think about what's happened in the past and you're probably gonna I wonder how many people have watched the movie have watched the movie and have thought, Oh, I wonder what they're doing now, not knowing that it was actually fictional the whole time. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, and then I watched Election. Uh, it's an Alexander Payne movie from 1999 with Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon. Um, really good movie. Really good. Um, Reese Witherspoon's character is just so bad. Like such a everyone's a bad person in the movie. Matthew Broderick is a bad person. Reese Witherspoon is a bad person, except for this one character called Paul. And it kind of the whole movie kind of rotates around how Paul is used as a character, how people use him and mm-hmm. what they think about him. And he's just the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> and then I watched, I watched a movie called Broken Hill, uh, made in 2009, Australian movie about a guy who writes music, but he's, he's like a farmer kid. His mum died. His dad is a little, um, a little aggro on him is a little misunderstanding. It's a classic kind of, my dad doesn't understand me. Um, and so no one, uh, Broken Hill's not that good. And I shouldn't talk about it that much. Not good. Don't watch it. Okay. I won't. Um, the next thing I Give watched me. was Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mm. Mm. The Miller movie I skipped. Really? Yeah, I didn't want to watch it. Okay. I liked it kind of like 
I, I agree with the same thing everyone else says. The first half is cool. The kids are lame. The ending is cool. Basically, that's it. Um, but yeah, no, the Thunderdome is rad. Also, the fact that the movie is called Beyond Thunderdome is so cool. <laughs> but it takes forever for them to go beyond the Thunderdome. It does take a while for them to go beyond the Thunderdome. That's true. It does take a while. All right, what's mm. the next movie? The next movie I watched is Speed Racer. What the, did you give it? I gave it one and a half stars. Which you are crazy. Looking back now is too high. I no. I oh, hate man. this movie. It, no. Like, it hurt my brain to just watch the images on the screen. I There was too much happening for my puny little brain to comprehend. No, 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 no. Just like constant eyesores. No. No, 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 no. Speed Racer is a really good movie. I can't... I love the visual effects in it. I can't... It's just... It's something so different. Like, it's something new. I'm just like, yeah, of course. This is what, like... If you're trying to do anime in, like, live action, this is what it would look like. And then I, I can't... Okay, so like this is a bit unrelated. This was a few months ago. I watched before Doctor Sleep came out. I I was like I should probably rewatch The Shining, and I, I watched, watched The Shining last night. Sorry, uh, and I watched it super late at night, and I was so freaked out after it finished. Like I was just like, oh man, I this movie is free. like I've already seen it before, obviously. And, but I was I was so wound up. I needed to relax, and so my way to relax was to watch the first ten minutes of Speed Racer, because <laughs> I just needed I needed something so pure and happy and bright. Oh my! Uh, I love it. I love it, and like it really helped me relax. And I was just like, this is the best kind of relax kind of mood. Like if you need that quick like fix of like, I'm so scared. I need to be happy. First ten minutes what? of Speed Racer. Speed Racer has like the opposite effect on me. No, nope. I watched that movie and my did heart you cry rises. at the end? No, no, I didn't ah. care at the end. Oh my no! I they think... get the milk and they're pouring it over the. Oh, I love yeah. it so much, and the music is so good. Oh. I love Speed Racer. I, think, I yeah. love it so much. Fundamentally, we just yeah. I don't think we ever uh, agree Speed on Racer Speed Racer. Is so good. I love. Speed I hate Racer. it so much. I remember just telling my brothers, I was just like, you know, it's a great movie. And they're like, what? I was like, Speed Racer. My brother was just like, shut up, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Speed Racer is uh, so good. Oh. I. Do you want me to go into Speed Racer? Okay, so the kid, right? The little, the little brother? Has a little monkey. And he's best friend with a monkey? Yep, and it's awesome. Oh, I and they go on a sugar high and they just start driving a go-kart to the two. I think it's Freebird. Honestly, it's the solo on Freebird. Oh, I yeah, love no, it. I think it is. And then <laughs> while that's happening, there's Mr. Evil Capitalist who's like rambling about stock prices. <laughs> and, and it's so good. <laughs> oh. And like in the final race when he stole the car and his dad's like, he needs to do this. It's the only way to start the car. Like, I'm on the edge of my seat going, oh, will speed do it. Okay. I was like, all right, just hurry up, please. This movie is too oh, long. You... <laughs> oh, I'm so angry. Speed <laughs> race is so good. I think I'm more angry about this than about Lupin the third. 
<laughs> I just just so you're aware, I don't like any of the Wachowski's movies. <laughs> don't and if Except you're getting Matrix. if you're getting to another Wachowski movie later, <laughs> it's gonna get hot in here. Uh, okay, I'll I'll start. I'll prematurely start cooling down so that when you heat up, we'll be back to normal. Um, next movie I watched, Mad Max Fury Road. I watched Thunderdome and I was like, I, I gotta go for it. I gotta go. I gotta I'm, wait, I'm, wait, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm going in order with the filmography of George Miller. I'm waiting. No, I skipped ahead. No, because that, no. Mad Max Fury Road is so good. I know it's probably really good. I haven't seen it in years. I just want to... I d- yeah, can we just skip this one? I don't really want it. Okay. Pro best movie of the decade? Second best movie of the decade? What's the next movie you watched? Next movie I watched was Morning Glory. Um who, What is who, Morning Glory? Morning Glory is a sappy kind of drama girly girl should I call it a girly no, I'm not gonna call it a girly drama. Uh with you can call it girly. Uh, Rachel McAdams, Harrison Ford, and Diane Keaton. Um, yeah, look, I gave it a, I gave it a two and a half, you know, uh, out of out of five. It, so it's right in the middle for me. It's it's an all right. It's really likable, uh, but it just has a it has a complete structure problem. I think it has no flow to it, and it just yeah, it needs it just needed to be a lot smoother. And how it paced. But Harrison Ford, really good in it. Okay, my next two movies, they're kind of joined together. Um, I watched The Rugrats in Paris. Um, because I haven't seen it since I was like four years old. And I was like, sure. I want to watch Rugrats in Paris. Because I remember there being a song in it. And I was like, what's the song? And I couldn't remember it. And I was, and like, I could have Googled it. I was like, no, nah, I'll just watch the whole thing. Um <laughs> It's really, it's kind of sweet. It's really sweet. It, it, it's a, it's a nice uh, three out of three out of five, you know. Um, okay. But it start, it starts off being a Godfather parody in the beginning. And I was like, what the heck? This is what? like, this is classic, you know, animated dudes coming out of animation school who love movies and they're like, let's do the Godfather. It's like, oh, all right. Um, yeah, the song was "Who Let the Dogs Out." That was the song I was trying to pick out. <laughs> And look, I'm gonna say, "Who let the dogs out?" It kind of slaps. It's a great it song. It does. Kind of does. I'm. I. This Baha men knew what they were doing. I. I actually really like "Who Let the Dogs Out." Okay, and then connecting off of that, I watched the Wild Thornberry movie. So, do you remember the Wild Thornberries? I do remember the Wild Thornberries. So it's yes. like connected to Rugrats because they did a movie together. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, whatever. Yeah, cool. I'm. I'm gonna end it there. Okay. Uh, next thing I watched was seven. Sorry, set seven n. Um, set it's such a such a great movie. Seven n. Set seven n. Oh, seven. No, set seven. Set seven. Seven n. This shouldn't be that hard. No, set seven n. N. Seven n. Set seven n. Set seven n. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I watched that movie. <laughs> um, 
it's 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 really good. It holds up. Um, it's still like got that like spooky eerie vibe. I love that it's always raining until Kevin Spacey shows up and he just steals the like rest of the movie. Um, I know that like what's in the box gets parodied to an unbelievable degree, but it's still so great. I really like Brad Pitt. Um, and I think his performance in that movie is one of his best for sure. Um, this month, or really in the last, like, week, I've been watching a lot of long movies, um, and I've been thinking oh, about I, I've got a long movie later in this month that weighs a absolute marathon. I've been thinking about it, and I think a tight two hours is enough. If your no. movie is going longer than that, I think you need to cut it down. No, like, no. There are rare occasions where it's worth it, but... It's all about pacing. Opinion, it's all about the appropriate it pacing. It is, but I, th- I find most of the time, if a movie's going over two hours, I'm getting bored. No. And I think a I, part of that is my just, like, like a like tiny attention span monkey brain not being able to stay focused. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. That, yeah. I, uh, we'll talk about this later, this month. Okay. Um Cool, what else? So, seven... Seven, and then Cloud Atlas. Speaking of long movies, speaking of terrible Wachowski movies... (laughs) Let's begin! I love Cloud Atlas. I loved it. And, like, to the point where I finished the movie and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I loved Cloud Atlas. And that's the truth, truth. I was I was about to let go. I was about to be done, and then you just said that. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's the, the true true. <laughs> it's the true true. I love it so much, and it's not like I love it because it's bad. It's not bad. It's actually good. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite of the like six stories? Oh, good one. Um, I really like. Detective Halle Berry. Really? I really like hers. Because I like Keith David's. I just like it when Keith David's mm-hmm. comes on. Um, yeah, he's in a few of them. I, I, it's not really about the segments. It's about the intercutting yeah. that I just kept frothing over the movie. Like, there are just a few moments where they just keep cutting back. Like, when you have um the stowaway on the ship. Yeah. When he's climbing up the pole. And I think it's cutting back to Neo Soul in the future. And I was just like, this is so good. This is everything I love right now. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. And I just liked, and I liked the game of like, who's who and what, you know, and what timeline. And like trying to figure out how many people are actually in all the timelines. Because not all of them are. Yeah. Um, I-, I liked the modern day one where the dude gets trapped in the old home. Oh, and yeah. that was about oh, yeah. it. That was like the only one that no, I enjoyed. No, no, no. <laughs> Look, is the movie a little problematic with its yellow facing? Yes, <laughs> a little, it is. A little. But do I love futuristic Tom Hanks and cannibal uh, Hugh Grant? Yes, I love it. And I, that, like, I weird devil dude. Pardon? You're the weird devil dude who like keeps appearing and. Yeah, that's Hugo. Yeah, Hugo Weaving playing the Green Goblin. Yeah, I know, but why? Why? I just like it. Why? It's so good. I love it. I want to watch it again. 
That's a that's three hours that I could have I could have gone for more, really. I am never watching Cloud Atlas again. No, no. Peter, we're watching it together one time. <laughs> Peter, we're gonna do a Cloud I mean, Atlas commentary. Will, but we're gonna do a Cloud Atlas commentary. Let's start it we now. Should, we should do commentaries. Yeah, well, there's a lot that needs to happen. Like, I don't know. A national, pa- uh, no, worldwide pandemic to finish. <laughs> okay. But that's not going to happen until, like, ages. Um, Cloud next Atlas movie. Good. Next movie I watched was The Discovery, which was, which is a uh, Charlie McDowell movie who also directed um, The One I Love, which is one of my favourite movies, and I had not seen his follow-up, and so I watched it. We'll talk um, about that other one later. Mm, we will. But I really liked this movie as well. Um, the Discovery is about um, a scientist, played by Robert Redford, who scientifically proves, somehow, that there is an afterlife. Or that when you die, your consciousness goes somewhere else. Um, which... First off, is a super cool concept, in my opinion. And then he just kind of, like, explores what would that be like? How would you live in that world? Um, Jason Segel's the main character. He plays Robert Redford's son. Uh, it's fascinating. It's really, really good. Um, Segel gives this great kind of understated performance. Um, very contemplative. Rooney Mara's in it. Jesse Plemons is in it. Um, Mary Streenbergen who's actually Charlie McDowell's, like, mum is in it as well, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Which means, yeah, and Ted Danson is his stepdad. Um, And Ted Danson's in The um, the One I Love as well. That was, that's the discovery. I gave it uh, four stars, but it really potentially would have gone higher. I really liked this movie. How many did you just list off? Um... Three, I think. I did seven Cloud Atlas Discovery. Okay. I'll go three. I'm actually going to do four, but I'm just going to speak on one for like a few seconds. Yeah. Uh, First one I watched was The Brothers Bloom, Ryan Johnson movie from 2008 with, who is it again? Mark Ruffalo and what's his name? He's the pianist. What's his name? I can't remember. Adrian Brody? Adrian Brody. That's it. Um, they play brothers and they're con artists and it is not a great Ryan Johnson movie. It's Ryan Johnson trying to be Wes Anderson. That's what I said. Mm. My my written thing was Ryan Johnson does uh, Wes Anderson. Um, okay. Uh, and that's that, that that's really The Brothers Bloom. It had Rachel Weisz in it and I'm always interested when she's in a movie because she's pretty awesome. Sure. Um, yeah. My next movie... I started getting into a bit of a, a, a Peter Moon, uh, and so I decided to watch Juno. Um, I love Juno. Yeah, Juno. I gave it seven, uh, seven out of ten, which is was it three and three and a half three out of five. Half. Yeah. Um, let let's let here's my written thing because I think it it's everything I kind of well it's not going to be everything I say because I'm going to say more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Bateman is a creep and I hate him but the movie is very sweet and charming and that makes up for his creepiness yeah but Jason Bateman's kind of meant to be a creep right like there's yeah, and something I hate him. about Jason Bateman that's always a little bit yeah. off and I, I but I really him. like Jennifer Garner 
I love Jennifer Garner in that movie. She's so good. So good. I love Jennifer Garner in everything, but specifically in Juno, she plays like that character who's kind of like not very likable, but in such a like empathetic and kind way that I really like her. I love Juno. I think every performance in that movie is great. Except for maybe the best friend. She was kind of lame. And Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson's the worst part of that movie. Yeah, he's not that great. No. But Ellen Page, really good. Mm-hmm. Michael Sierra, really good. J.K. Simmons and Alison Janney, really oh. good. Batting imagine, really well. Imagine if they were your parents. <laughs> I'd be so happy. I'd be so happy. <laughs> I, I would that's, that's just... Dream. I'd, I'd be very happy. Okay. Uh, I then watched a movie called The Queen of Katwe, mm, which is a movie. It's a chess one. Right? Yes, it's the chess movie. <laughs> um, it's the African chess movie on Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah, it was good. It was a sweet little movie. It was a... Uh, I, I did a lot of six out of, uh, out of ten, a lot of three out of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, who is it? David Oyelowo is really good in it. Um, so yeah, uh, and then I'm just going to talk about this very quickly. Uh, I watched 1982's version of Annie. Um, not that good. Not that good. Um, there is one great uh, line uh, from the rich dude, rich white dude, uh, <laughs> where his assistant's trying to tell him, oh, "What do you like? What do you love?" And he just has this very. It's Albert Finney playing the guy, and he's like. I love money, I love power, and I love capitalism. <laughs> and I was just like, cool. Thank you, oh. Mr. America. Okay. He said, I love capitalism. And I was like, hmm, he okay. did. He loves capitalism. Well, that's the 80s, though. You can. I don't think that was a hot take at the time. <laughs> no, but it was, it was set in like the 1940s, I want to say the movie set in. And so it's like even more understandable. Mm. Yeah, 1940s, because FDR is the president in it. Yeah. And they sing, uh, what is it, Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tomorrow. But the whole time, they do, you know, the Hard Knock Life, you know, that yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. And it's I just really kept good. on waiting for Jay-Z to come in. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Jay-Z's Hard Knock Life is so good. Get yeah. around them. <laughs> it's so much better than the actual song in the musical. <laughs> Took the bass out. <laughs> Yep, cool. You go. That was okay. four from me. <laughs> All right. Next movie I watched was The Nightingale, which um, ah. is Jennifer Kent's follow-up to The Babadook. The Babadook. Have you seen The Babadook? I have not seen The Babadook and I have not seen The Nightingale, but they're okay. on the list to watch. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would recommend both. Um, yeah, I knew nothing about The Nightingale going in. I only knew that it was directed by, say, person who directed um, Babadook. And so I was expecting a horror movie, which this wasn't. Um, yeah, it was not an easy watch. Um, it's set in like the early 19th century in Tasmania. Oh. Um, Wait, Tasmania's been given rights? <laughs> Tasmania exists. Um, and there are like, I don't think there are any cousins in this movie, which is pretty wild. Um <laughs> It was good. It was a good movie. <laughs> um, when you said that, my brain just had to think for a second. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks. I, 
Yeah, this is one of the hardest watches I've had in a long time. Um, there is one scene in particular that I won't spoil. Um, yeah, don't spoil it. Like, I'm actually going to get around yeah, to it at yeah. some point. It's, it almost verges on being, like, unwatchable. Um, but it just toes the line to being watchable and making me hate myself. Um, so Can't wait to watch it, Peter. Yeah, Can't wait. Yeah. Really happy so to next, hate myself. Next, I watched Happy Gilmore. <laughs> it's a good double feature. Um, yeah, Happy Gilmore's kind of the opposite. <laughs> it was dumb and fun, and Adam Sandler plays golf, <laughs> and Ben Stiller yells at his grandma. <laughs> yeah, look, I watched it. Some, did did I talk about it last episode? I don't know. I don't know if I talked about it last episode, but I watched it semi-recently. Oh, I just... I watched it at the end of February. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't... Yeah. It, it, it was it was a three out of five for me. Okay. I gave it four stars. Um, Whoa. That's yeah. big. That's I really big. had fun. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> like Peter, half... I don't think you know this, but that's a big number. It is. Four? It's big... Four. Like four. Yeah. When you're doing it out of five, it's a very big Mm. number. Yeah. Um, it was fun. I just Ben Stiller, I love him in that movie so much. (laughs) Oh, every time they come back to the old folks, I it warms my heart. Um and then I'll go one more. The next movie I watched was Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Yeah, like the the song at the end of Gran Torino, what, what? <laughs> what? I think he sings it for a bit, but then Jamie Cullum comes in and sings the rest. But and I really like when Jamie Cullum sings it. Why does he sing it? First off, why is there a song? I don't know. I don't know. Second, why does he sing it? Like it's it's the most. Okay, stop getting caught up on the song and okay, just talk about sorry. how good the movie actually is. Uh, I thought the movie was okay. It's tough to look past the, like, the racism in Gran Torino, basically. And the, like, I'm racist, but I'm not really racist. Kind of <laughs> um, Clint Eastwood <laughs> um, posturing. It, there are some good bits, but I think it's very, like, heavy-handed. In everything it's trying to do and trying to say. There's no subtlety in this movie at all. Um, and it definitely does have a kind of white saviour narrative in it. Which is a touch problematic. But, I don't know. So, I just want to go back to Happy Gilmore for one second. Because something yeah, just popped in my sure. mind. The woman in Happy Gilmore. Uh-huh. Is you know, Julie Bowen? And she's in... Modern Family? Is that what you're Yes! For? Yes! Yeah. yeah. She looks completely different. She does look very different. She they do not look like the same person. I, I mean, when did Happy Gilmore come out? 96? Modern Family started... I was watching like, Happy Gilmore what, and I was like, 10, who is this? This person's later? really popping, you know? They're yeah. doing really... Like, what else? And then I saw it and I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, after Gran Torino. That was my Happy Gilmore side okay. thought. After Gran Torino, I watched Creep, which is this 
like micro budget 2014 horror movie starring Mark Duplass, um, directed and starring Patrick Bryce, who like doesn't hasn't really made anything. Um, it's like a found footage movie. Um, it's mostly improv, and it's terrifying. Like it's really quite scary. Um, but it was fun. everything you're saying sounds like it should be a bad movie. I know, I know, right? It does sound like it should be a bad movie, but it's not. There's, like, some pretty cool jump scares. Um, A lot of, like, tension of, like, something's going to go wrong and I don't know what it is. Um, Mark Duplass is really great in it. He's just kind of weird. And you can't get a read on what he's thinking or what he's doing. Uh, It's really good. But yeah, don't have high expectations. Like it is, it's pretty basic, <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, that's creepy. Who knows if I'll even watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If you've never watched Creep, I think you'd be fine. But if you're looking for a horror, it's not bad. Okay. What, what did you watch next? What did I watch next? I did a great double feature that I was meaning to do for a super long time, but was really scared to watch one of them. I watched Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Mm. Uh, I had not seen 2049 since it came out in the cinemas in 2017. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was one of those experiences where I watched it at the movies and it was so good and just so raw. And I was like, I don't really want to watch that again until I can watch it another time that is appropriate. And it was this time. Um my brother had never seen 2049, um, and so I went over to his place and took both of them, and we watched both of them. Uh, Blade Runner, yeah. I Look, I, I gave both of them five out of five. I think they're perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Roy Batty so much. The Tears and Rain, that whole monologue, I love it, I love it, I love it. I just, <laughs> uh, it, I, yeah, I love it. And like, he gouges the, the dude's eyes out. And, uh, yeah, great movie. And then 2049 was so good. I was so happy. It was so good. I was so happy. And like, ah, man, like the scene, have you seen it? I have. I watched it in cinemas. I watched Blade Runner right before it came out. And then I went to cinemas, watched 2049. I haven't seen either since. Okay. You, You may remember this. You may not. But there is a scene where... Ryan Gosling, Kay goes to the woman who makes memories, right? In the dome room thing. In the dome room. And he's like, can you have a look at my memory and tell me if it's real or fake? Uh Uh, And she watches the memory. uh, And it's the the little kid with a wooden horse and throwing, getting bullied and beaten up and all that. And she's like crying. And she looks at him. She's not crying. She has tears in her eye. And she's crying because, you know, it's such a raw memory, you know? And she cries and she looks at him and he's like, it's real. And he just freaks out. He just like starts screaming and getting really angry because he knows that he might be a, he might be this child, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the end of the movie, you find out that he's not the child. It's actually the girl who makes the memories and she cries because it's her memory and she's relieving this, this really traumatic past. Ah. Oh. <laughs> It's so good that scene. I I and like she just pops. That actress just pops so much. Ah, 
Blade Runner 2049 is so good. I need, I want to watch it again. That's a movie. Two hours and 40 minutes. Perfect. I got Maybe 48. Two hours and 48. I got a little bit bored. Are oh, you... I was in the cinema and I got a little bit bored. Yeah, Peter, I, why, why are we friends? Why are we doing this? I'm sorry. Peter, I'm so upset. This is one where I was like, look, it's undoubtedly really amazing. It's undoubtedly amazing. Oh, Peter, Peter. I think it is amazing. I definitely... Well, you got it. bored. But I got a little bit bored because it's too long. No! It was uh, too long. It's not... I, 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 there are movies that I want to watch with you. Yep. I have a movie in my room. I, I got it from America. I can't watch it because I don't have a player that's region free. Mm. Uh, but the movie goes for seven hours. I am so keen to watch it. No, I would just. I'm just gonna wake up early one morning, put it on, and watch it. That's like a lot. Yeah, but it's gonna be so good. Look, you've probably binged a TV show where you've watched like seven episodes in a row, right? Definitely have. Yeah, and I know it's. It's the the exact same thing, Peter. It's not the same thing though. It is. Well, and it if anything, it's shows. more rewarding than watching a TV show because that TV show probably has another season coming on. And so the story isn't complete where if you watch a movie that's super long, it's a completed story. Yeah, but I think... I don't think my brain can pay attention to one story for that long. That's the I, thing about TV is that it will be seven stories. No, it's not. It's the... Ex- no, it's not. <laughs> It's the same story. It's how an they, arc works. I'm really it's how a TV show works. I'm really enjoying how upset you are. <laughs> I just don't get it. You are missing out on movies if you don't. <laughs> so, like, have you seen Titanic? I have seen Titanic. That's like a good Titanic. movie. Yeah. There and are it's some like movies, three hours. There are some movies that are long that earn the runtime, in my opinion. And there are some yeah, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine is one of them. Okay, I might rewatch and change my opinion, but based on the last watch, I just, got a little bit bored. It, I just didn't dislike bathe it. I yourself it in it. Bathe yourself. Eight or nine. Get into the feeling of it. Get the feeling into it. Okay, because it's like it just, like the visual. Like, look, I don't want to sound like a film bro, but Roger Deakins is really good. Denis Villeneuve is really good. They both are. I'm not disagreeing. Not to sound like a film, bro. Not to sound like a film, bro. But Denis Villeneuve really good. And like you just, you just need to let it wash over you. Like I'm so excited for Dune. Like I'm, I'm, I'm amped for Dune. After something like Blade Runner 2049, I want to watch Dune. The next movie I watched was Eighth Grade. Oh, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. So, I've been wanting one. to watch it for ages. It was on Amazon Prime. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's go for it. Um, man, this movie made me feel uncomfortable. Um, it is a very, very uncomfortable movie, but it's very sweet at the same time. Uncomfortably sweet. Um, yep, this was a three and a half out of five. I thought the girl was so good and just captured all the awkwardness of high school so well. 
Uh, and her dad is one of the best movie dads of all time. I love him. Okay. Next movie I watched was The Little Women. <gasps> the teeny weeny women. Okay. Um, I bought I bought the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I was I put it in the main tie the the screen popped up to press play, and I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't do this. It's going to destroy me. You've seen it though, right? I've seen it. I've seen it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. But I just I couldn't put myself through it again because I knew I was going to break down crying. Little Women, talk about Little, Little Women. women. Um, way bigger than I expected. Like, <laughs> I was expecting some, like, Stuart Little-sized women. And I, <laughs> I hate this joke. Stop it now. <laughs> this joke's illegal. <laughs> um, no, I like Little Women. I've never read the book. I've never seen any Little Women adaptations. So I had no idea where... Is is your knowledge um, of Little Women before watching Little Women like mine, which is the scene from The Simpsons with Mo going... Where Mo is crying no, while reading They the were book. no longer Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the extent of my understanding. Um, I, I liked the movie. I thought it was good. I liked... I really liked Lady Bird. Um... For me, this wasn't quite as good as Lady Bird, but I still enjoyed it. Um, I think all the performances were pretty great. My one complaint is it felt a bit rushed, like it was kind of... And then this happens, oh, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. And I, th- from my understanding, it was a bit of like, we need to get through all the things that happen in the book to make sure that they happen. Uh, and I think for a movie, they probably could have cut couple of events out um, I think it would have been okay doing this podcast was a bad idea <laughs> what did what do you what did you give little women I gave it a nine out of ten okay I gave it an eight out of ten what I liked little women. Am I a harsher critic than you, or are you? I, I can't gauge. I think how I you just and have... I work. You and I work on very different planes. I think so. I rate a movie based on how much did I enjoy watching this movie. Yeah, and, I and enjoyed... Little Women is amazing. I enjoyed it at an eight out of ten. I enjoyed it nine out of ten. I think when like I think we talked about this last episode, or maybe I cut it. I can't remember because I don't re-listen to episodes. Um, I think a lot of it does like yeah. There's the how am I watching it now, but also the merit of the artistic value of the movie as well. Sure. How does it edit? How is it shot? What are the actors like? What is the score like? What is the writing like? Is it tight? Is it sloppy? I think those things only exist to serve the viewing experience. Right. There's no point in having a, like a pristinely edited movie that I don't care about. That's no, if it's a pristinely edited movie, it is a movie that you care about. Yeah, exactly. And so, I cared about it at an 8 out of 10. And that's because of the editing and the music and the acting. Yeah, I, I think you're wrong because I think the editing is amazing. I think the structure of that movie is so good. I like the structure. I thought that was good. Like, you know the book goes in chronological order, right? Mm-hmm. I knew, yeah. that. I knew that she had changed that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Um, I think Meryl Streep was not that great. 
Yeah, I yeah I agree with that. Mm. Meryl, Meryl's oh, but that, that one reading she does though, it's like. But what about you? It's like, well, it's because I'm rich, and I was like, well, that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she, that's pretty funny, mm. Meryl. That's funny, funny Meryl. Um, my crush on Florence Pugh continues. That is um, the biggest crush Florence she Pugh is movie. So good. It's like, that and Midsummer. <laughs> mm. She has, what is it? Um, she has small feet, the best in the family. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's the scene where she squishes her nose and you're like... <laughs> She's like squishing her nose sitting... Uh, this is so weird for white guys to talk about this. It um, is a little bit, yeah. Let's, let's move on. We'll cut the it next out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in top. The next movie I watched was Hereditary. Um, I have been meaning to watch this for years since it came out basically um and i am a bit of a scaredy cat and i don't like watching horror movies most of the time because if i watch a horror movie um i get scared at night time um and so i don't watch horror movies very often unless they're meant to be really good and then unless everyone says they're amazing unless everyone says they're amazing and even when they were saying that about Hereditary, I still didn't get around to watch it until this month. And I loved it. It was so good. Um, I, I think it's the scariest movie. I I I watched it at the movies and I I was so scared. Hmm. Like, I, I, I remember going to sleep that night. Like, I watched it during the afternoon and it was still bright when I came out of the cinema. I remember going to bed I think I was home alone, actually. I think anyone was in the house but me. And I remember just laying in my bed. I was like, Hereditary was scary. <laughs> and then I like ran to my room and turned on the lights. I was like, never do that again. <laughs> like making the clicking noise while I was in bed. Oh, it was such a bad idea. Um, yeah. For the next few nights after I went to sleep, like as I was going to sleep, I would always be like checking the corners of my rooms to just... Just to make sure they were empty. <laughs> How oh, Tony Collette is so good in it. <laughs> She's so good. When she I, likes putting the gas on her son and then mm, like, oh, oh, really, really good movie. And then there's this. I think the son. He's like going into a bedroom, and like you see the shot, and then the second later you see a body in the top corner, just like scurry yeah. away. Yeah, I was just like. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Um, Unless to say I've not seen it since <laughs> The scene Where they're driving away from the party Oh yeah oh yeah. To the, the scene The scene I when I, I had no idea that was coming Neither I did I my muscles Neither did I And then for like the next three minutes My muscles just remained clenched Because I couldn't uh, Like get out of it And then I realised that I was still like clenching my muscles um so oh, that's a man. physical bit on an audio podcast sorry about that everybody um don't worry, yeah, i i pictured it it. <laughs> it freaked me out so much really good oh, really good. i i should watch it again sometime yeah like i want to watch it again and i watched it less than a month ago oh man i yep okay <laughs> uh and after that i watched catfish the 2010 documentary Oh, interesting. Mm. I'd never seen it. It always kind of been on my list of like 
you know, I'll, was I'll on get your around list? to it eventually. It was, yeah. On my, I don't, I don't have a real list. On my mental list of things that I should watch. Um, I've started making a list now. Mm. Have you checked it twice? I I know which one's naughty and which one's nice. Okay, that's good. That's good. Catfish that was is so nice. Creepy to say. <laughs> I'm not saying catfish. That again. Um, like obviously now the term catfish is in the internet. And it's generally understood to mean what it means. Um, but this is kind of the origin of that. Um, it's like Are a you very sure low about that? budget. I'm pretty sure. Catfish documentary. Uh, very low budget. Um, parts of it felt either fake or recreated or something. Um, is that because it is? Well, I don't think that's ever been confirmed. I, I thought I remember reading something like that. I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe it was confirmed. I don't think so. I think it just kind of there. It was on a what? It was on a Watch Mojo bit. list. Oh, okay. Sorry. If yeah. it's on Watch Mojo, yeah, it's it official. Must be true, right? You've seen yeah. their top ten soups video, right? Their what? <laughs> you know, Watch Mojo has a video that's like top ten soups. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not gonna lie, I'd probably watch it. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Wow, that Watch is Mojo one. Top 10 Soups from three years ago. 375,000 views. <laughs> I can't believe for a long time I actually thought Watch Mojo had some authority in ranking. I used to watch Watch Mojo quite a bit. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. But then I started thinking, I was like, wait, who, who's actually voting on this? No one. It's just like one person writing a list. <laughs> and I was like, who gives them the authority to tell me what... The best suit of all time is. <laughs> it's not. It's not even remotely objective. Every list is totally subjective. Number one, it's... a black suit. <laughs> it's like, oh, of course it was going to be the black suit. Number three, pumpkin soup. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying soup? S O U P. I thought you were saying suit. S U I T. I was like, when you said pumpkin soup, I was like, did I just say black soup? <laughs> I thought you were talking about a different list. I didn't think. <sighs> no, I'm talking about top ten soups, like like a pumpkin soup or a potato and leek soup. <laughs> They also have, in the recommended, they also have top 10 Mexican foods, top 10 tastiest deep fried food. Wait, what about this one? Top 10 iconic cheeses. (laughs) (laughs) Not top 10 cheeses, top 10 iconic iconic cheeses. Mm. Number one, stringy cheese. (laughs) Top 10 most delicious ways to eat chicken. Top 10 greatest ice cream flavors of all time. time. <laughs> of all time. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, number one is probably going to be mint and ch- choc chip, you know? <laughs> Which is wrong. That's not right. That mint and choc chip love, is not a great. I love that they have to specify of all time because it's not like top 10 ice cream flavors. It's not like anyone can. Watch Mojo. Uh, they're, they're the official authority on everything. Whatever they, they say are. is. Yeah. You know, like, it's like how J.K. Rowling decides if you're gay or not. Watch Mojo decides <laughs> if you're in the top 10 or not. That's just... 
That's just how it is. Okay, so the next movies I the next movie I watched was This Is Where I Leave You. Um, a movie that I a movie that I like always think that I really love, but I only just like it. Like I like it. I don't love it. Um Yeah. This is probably the most Peter Brown like movie that I actually like. <laughs> like this is your vibe. Surely it is. It is my vibe. I, yeah, I know haven't it seen it in a vibe. while. Um, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it, but there are just a moments where like a little line is said, and you're just like, "Oh god, that was so bad!" Like just yeah. a little, and it pulls you out. But really yeah. good performances. Like Adam Driver is so good. It's really good. Yeah. I really like Adam Driver in it. Um, I really like Adam Driver always. Same. So um, do I. Mm. Why wasn't Adam Driver in Little Women? Okay, d- I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. Um, okay. Yeah, this is where I leave you. It was good. It, it was good. I really liked Rose Byrne in it. I thought she was very cute and very sweet in it. Rose Byrne's great. Yep. Yep. And that's... This is where I... Li- oh, yeah. And Jason Bateman's in it, but no one really cares about Jason Bateman. Um, I like him. Yeah, I know you do. Um. Okay. My next one was Matilda. Matilda. Danny DeVito's Matilda. Danny DeVito's Matilda. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Matilda is a great movie. Like I have not seen it in. I currently have it. I currently have it on full stars. I want to grow up a bit, and I want to give it a nine. I want to give it that. I want to give it that four and a half because I I loved it. Like I had so much fun. There there are a few there are a few things that um. That annoyed me. Okay. Directed by Danny DeVito. Right? Is he first build? Starring Danny DeVito. Playing Matilda's he, dad. He put himself Peter, first build. Peter, Peter. Peter. Sorry. Sorry. Would you like to know who does the narration in Matilda? Is it Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito! <laughs> it is the most <laughs> egotistical thing I've ever seen anyone do. I'm the director. I'm the star. I'm the narrator. It's like, damn, Danny, calm down. But the real star is like Matilda herself. She's so good. She's so, so charming. I should give it a rewatch. Dude, it's so good. Like in the first five, five, seven minutes, they do a montage of her just cooking to like send me on the way. I was like, this is so good. This makes me so happy. Like, it's so happy. Like, this and Speed Racer are on the same kind of wavelength of happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, movies like this, Speed Racer, Paddington. Okay, Paddington's a bit more higher because Paddington is so good. Uh-huh. Um, That's Matilda. Everyone should watch it. It's a masterpiece. I There are people that I see that I follow on Letterboxd that have it right at, like, three stars. And I'm just like, boys, get your head out of the gutter. Everyone knows Matilda's so good. I I watched uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary mm. on Mr. Rogers. Not the It's a Beautiful Day, the movie about Mr. Rogers played by Tom Hanks, the documentary. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um Yeah, I think everyone should be like Mr. Rogers, because he's a nice man. Everyone should be nice. Um 
So yeah, those won't you be my. I, I don't really have much to say about it. It's a pretty average documentary about a really cool person. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <sighs> Peter, I'm gonna go for my next one. Okay. The one I love. Okay, I, I sense that coming. So, you told me to watch it. I did tell you to watch this. This movie. was my assignment from you to watch the one I love. Three out of five stars. I sensed. Yeah, not a super positive rating coming in. Um, what did you think about it? Yeah, the performances are pretty good. Uh, but it is super predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that ending, I saw it a mile away. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I think, okay. I think we are meant to be a bit ahead of the characters. But then it... Then I, I didn't get that. I, I, yeah, whatever. Um, and like, I was, yeah, I think, I think what I liked about it was, I liked that it was only two actors, mostly. Mm. That it's only the two, and they hold the whole movie on their shoulders. I was like, yeah. that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. You have um, one scene at the start with Ted Danson. Yeah. Basically it. It's a good little lo-fi sci-fi indie movie. Uh-huh. If it was an episode of the Twilight Zone, it would have been the best episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. That was my thought. I was just like, oh, this is like if someone took the best episode of Twilight Zone and made it a whole movie. Mm, It is definitely a Twilight Zone-esque premise. Yeah. And it fits into Uh, my cliche of what kind of movies does Peter like? uh Uh-huh. Are you ready? You can understand where this. I'm is a somewhat well-known, uh, a somewhat well-known actor acting in a quirky, mediocre indie drama that mostly will be playing at a festival, but will be forgotten in six months. That's my sweet spot, baby. That's that where is your sweet spot. <laughs> the only exception to that rule is Juno. Juno. Juno is the only Juno. film that trends. Trans- yeah, but Juno should that. be one of those movies, right? Juno just somehow had this massive. Um, widespread appeal. It's because it's the best one. Yeah, but I think, I think they're all approaching Juno levels. I think Juno is a little bit above. Um, yeah, while you were gone, I talked about Juno quite a lot. Um, so audiences look forward to that. But yeah, the one I love. It's so nice, and it's so. Sp- no, it's like, not nice. What are you talking weird? about? I think it's really nice. No, but it's not. It's They're also, terrible people. They are. That's not and, nice, Peter. No, I think it's nice. No, I it's think... not. You are crazy. Okay. <clears throat> I think the movie is nice. I think the people are bad. And I think the people realize they are bad. And I think that's nice. Besides the like acting of the two people, like otherwise from that, I'm just like, ugh. The concept is, Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's done well, but... Again, it would have been a better Twilight Zone episode than an actual movie. Okay. But I like the poster, though. The poster's so cool. I like that Um, he doesn't wear glasses. The glasses? Yeah, the glasses is such a cool touch. I think that's really cool. But, like, Um, yeah. Am I going to watch it in the future? I don't know. I I watch this at least once a year. At least. I, I don't get that. I think, well, yeah, I think both, I think all four performances are great. Oh, they're really, really top-notch. I hate the confident dude version. Yeah, but you're meant to, right? 
Like, he's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what the other thing is? The actual dude is also an asshole. He's also an asshole, yes. I don't like bad people. I don't I like don't them either. I Sometimes I like watching movies about them. The The person I thought was interesting was the good version of Elizabeth Moss. The the one who the was The second James. one? Yeah, the second yes, one. I, I think she, I, that's my She's, favorite. Yeah, no, definitely. I think she's meant to be. Um, she's really sweet. Yeah, I really like the ending of that where um, they're leaving. And first, Mark Duplass looks at both Sophies. Yeah. And then one of them just goes. That's probably my favorite like shot in the whole movie. Yeah, I think that, um, that is a smart shot. Because it's saying... Because when he picks the wrong Sophie... The other, the real Sophie is just like, oh, okay. I yeah, get she stay doesn't, here. I get what I she want. Doesn't, yeah, she doesn't stop. And I think at the end, when she says the bacon thing, mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think he's like torn up about it. It's like, oh, no, no I left my not. wife. I think he he's takes, just come to, he's like, okay. He takes a minute life. to adjust and he yeah. accepts, like, okay. He's like, this is my life now. Mm-hmm. Okay, talking about it right now makes me kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. But yeah. I know that I would start the first 10 minutes and I'd just be like, why am I watching this again? <laughs> okay. That was the one I love. Yep. What's your next movie? Uh, I'm going to talk about my next two movies. Um, okay. So, Strangers on a Train, 1951, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to watch this for uni. I'm currently writing a presentation for it because um, for one of my classes, one of my English classes. I uh, had never seen it before. Really good Hitchcock movie. Like, mm. really good. Like, it, it's, it's everything I, like, if you say, what is a Hitchcock movie? I would say Strangers on a Train. Okay. Like this title alone, Strangers on a Train, you're like, oh, that sounds like a Hitchcock kind of thriller, <laughs> you know, mystery movie. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. I really liked it. You should check it out. I don't really want to say heaps about it. It's about Strangers on a Train. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, and then I, after that, because I was like, oh, wow, Hitchcock, really interesting. I don't like, I've seen a few of the essentials. I've seen like Psycho. I've seen Rear Window. I've seen Vertigo. Uh, there are a few that I haven't seen. I haven't seen North by Northwest or The Birds. Um, and after it, I was just like, man, Hitchcock. I, I, what's a good kind of like way to recap on Hitchcock? Uh, and I found the uh, the documentary Hitchcock Truffaut, uh, which is based around these interviews that Francois Truffaut, a French director of the New Wave, interviewed <laughs> Hitchcock t- for this book. And then it's about filmmakers talking about this book, which is about a series of interviews and the book is actually just about the whole filmography of Alfred Hitchcock. It was a really good documentary. Um, okay. And you have people like Wes Anderson and David Fincher talking about the book uh, and talking about Hitchcock's influence. Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, and so after watching it, I was like, man, I should probably deep dive Hitchcock at some point. And so I plan to do that soon. Cool. You should watch Alfred um, Hitchcock movies, Peter. I should have watch you, some more Alfred Hitchcock Have you seen Rewindow? No, I think the only Hitchcock I've seen is The Birds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Watch Rewind. Rewindow is probably my favorite. 
It's a very, I think it's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah. I like it more than Vertigo, that's for sure. What's your next pe- movie, Peter? My next movie was The Witches of Eastwick. Oh, cool. Yeah, I watched this as well this month. Yeah. So, cool. I had never seen this movie before. Neither I knew I. nothing of what this movie was or what Same. it was about. Same. I just knew the title was The Witches of Eastwick. And so I, I knew it was The watching. Witches of Eastwick and I knew Jack Nicholson was in it. I didn't even know that until oh, I wow. saw the poster. Um, it's a lot of fun. I gave this um, three and a half stars. It's a fun movie where Jack Nicholson plays a sexy devil. The sexy devil. Or Are you ready for my hot take? What's your hot take? A it's little too sexy. <laughs> I th- I found the movie a bit too sexy. Mm. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I was just like, oh, this is weird. But that scene where Susan Sarandon's playing the cello. Ooh, mm. Hello. I love that scene. <laughs> that is such a good scene. That's a very hot scene. Figuratively and literally. Ooh. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't have much to say about Witches of Eastwick. Neither do I, except for when it said music by John Williams, my mind blew up. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like him. I I was just like, a George Miller movie composed by John Williams. What the heck? I I wrote it as probably the most Jack Nicholson movie ever made. Mm. Just Jack being Jack. What else? What else? What did you watch after that? After that, I watched World War Z. Oh, is it good? Kind of. Okay. Um, the book, I read the book a long time ago. Oh. Um, I re- actually, I listened to the audio book. It's a, in the book, there's a fictional writer who wants to put together this book about the zombie apocalypse or about the zombie war. And so he goes around to a bunch of different people and he interviews them. And it's like 30 different interviews with different um, people. So it like tells the whole story. It starts out with like the doctor who discovered it first and then he travels the world and it's all these different perspectives. It's really cool. That uh, the movie does cool. The movie does none of that. The movie yeah, is I've, all I, about... I, I, I've, seen, I've seen... I saw it at the movies. Mm. Yeah, World War Z. It was kind of fun. Brad Pitt is... That's what really attracts me to the movie, is Brad Pitt. Yeah. There are some definitely cool moments. um, But, yeah, not not a whole lot. What's the next movie you watched? Next movie I watched. Okay. I do not want you to go on IMDb for this, okay? Okay. I'm off IMDb. The next movie I watched was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Ever heard of it? I've heard the name, but I couldn't tell you anything okay. about it. Steve Martin, Michael Caine, playing con artists. Okay, directed mm-hmm. by Frank Oz. Okay. It's a pretty, it's a really funny movie. I really liked it. I gave it a three and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels has been remade two times. You have the original, the first remake, and the second remake. Okay. Uh-huh. I want to go through the different actors who have played Steve Martin's character of Freddie Benson, okay? Okay. The original version 
from 1964 is a movie called Bedtime Story, okay? The person playing Steve Martin's character, Freddie Benson, is Marlon Brando, okay? What? Okay. Marlon Brando, okay? Okay. Playing a cotton artist called Freddie Benson. Then, Dirty Run Scoundrels comes out in the 80s, 1988. Playing Freddie Benson, Steve Martin. Dirty Run Scoundrels is remade in 2019. What? It is called The Hustle. And playing the Steve Martin type is Rebel Wilson. Mm. No, 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 no. This character goes from Marlon Brando, Steve Martin, to Rebel Wilson. That should be illegal. That should be illegal. Marlon Brando and Rebel Wilson play the same character. (laughs) No, 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 no. She's not called Freddie Benson, she's called Penny Rust. I've never okay. seen The Hustle. <laughs> I doubt you ever will. <laughs> I don't think I will. But when I found that out, my mind blew up. I was like, wait. Marlon Brando, Steve Martin, Rebel Wilson. Even Marlon Brando, Steve Martin alone. Like, if, if Marlon Brando is playing the same kind of crazy character that Steve Martin's playing, I am astounded. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's all I really wanted to talk about for that movie. Okay, Marlon Brando, Steve Martin, Rebel Wilson. I want to make that into a shirt. I want that to be a shirt. I can see Steve Martin to Rebel Wilson. Like that's yeah, yep. That's a big downgrade, obviously, but it it tracks. But but Marlon Brando to Rebel Wilson. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe hey, maybe this is maybe this is something to tell us that Rebel Wilson will be something great. Maybe in Maybe. 20 years, she will give us the Godfather performance. Maybe. The, like, Maybe where when they people remake, are going to be like, a master. This is a master of the craft. When they remake Apocalypse Now, she'll play <laughs> Colonel Kurtz. I'm just picturing that in my mind. He <laughs> <Can you> just... <laughs> I, 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 yeah, cool. Um, And then I, what did I watch? I watched Get Shorty. Ever seen Get Shorty? What is that? Get Shorty is a movie by... uh, What's his name? Uh, I can't remember it. He did a bunch of bad movies. What is it? Ah, Barry Sonnenfeld. That's it. Mm, Okay. Um, It has uh, John Travolta, Danny DeVito, uh, Rene Russo, and Gene Hackman. Uh, it's about okay. Hollywood and the mob and it's funny. It was good. It was a good movie. It was Barry Sonnenfeld before he got bad. Sure. It, it's Barry Sonnenfeld in his early career. Um, I just really like Gene Hackman. I like Gene Hackman a lot, actually. You should watch Gene Hackman movies. I should. I should watch He's all a- the movies. All of Gene Hackman's movies? Just okay, maybe don't do movies. that. Just, just them all. He's. St- I'm pretty sure he started really late in his career. That he was like maybe forty when he first started. Forty or thirty, one of those. They're the exact same number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I might just go through my next 
to really quickly. Yeah, go uh, I watched Vice. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, Vice is a good movie. I like it, actually. Hmm. I think I've it's a good seen movie. It. Should I it's, watch it? it? Yeah, you should. Okay. It's um. It's very... It's like The Big Short. It's not as funny as The Big Short. Mm-hmm. It's actually really sad. But there are a few gags in it that really get me. There's one in particular that I was cacking it when I was watching it. I was watching it with my family and it was a bad movie to watch with my family. Because yeah. randomly it'll just cut to like scenes of people getting tortured and you're like, oh, why did I choose this? <laughs> I still think it's such a weird career move that Adam McKay transitioned into. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to see him come back to do some comedies. I really want to see some like... Um, Patrick Williams has this great video about Adam McKay's smart, dumb comedies. And talking about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Patrick Williams. I want to be friends with him, I think. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think he... He should come on the pod. Patrick, (laughs) uh, we know you're a big fan. We'd love to have you on the podcast. He's a big fan. Um, Yeah. I like that we're hitting like... I don't even know what to describe him. He's a YouTuber, but like, he's not... Yeah. I think he would hate for us to say that he's famous. He's not no, famous. I don't, I don't think he's famous. He's a guy on YouTube that we both mm-hmm. enjoy, and we know he's a huge fan of our podcast. Yeah. I mean, Patrick, I'm come assuming on that monthly everyone, I'm assuming that everyone is a fan of our podcast, right? Well, like that's just I, the cut out, I cut out one of the jokes from last week's episode. Not last week's, last month's episode. But we, we know Ryan Johnson is a fan. Oh, he is, of course. Because he know he he understands Lawrence of Arabia on an iPhone. Yeah, how else would he have come to that conclusion? Yeah, it's because he was listening to the podcast before the episode was even released. Mm, before it was edited. Yeah, before it was even edited. <laughs> <laughs> he was so desperate to get his monthly dose of the monthly movie matchup that he hacked our Discord so that he could join the call. <laughs> This whole time, producer Craig has secretly been been passing Ryan Johnson episodes. (laughs) This is not going to go well after I say that The Brothers Bloom was not a good Ryan Johnson movie. Yeah, he might be a little bit upset. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry. But, you know, do better. We both liked The Last Jedi. Yeah, Ryan, can you just do another Star Wars movie? That was really cool. (laughs) Also, come on the podcast. Also, come, but do another Star Wars movie, please. Mm. And then come on the podcast. That's the and order. maybe do another Knives Out. Actually, no, just do an original movie. I trust you. Just get a blank check. Yeah, with Griffin and David. Mm. Um. All right. Oh, and I watched the each uh, the Witches of Eastwick. Oh yeah, sure. Done. Okay. So what do you have next? I watched three movies in a day, and I gave them, I gave it four stars. Four and a half stars, four stars. This was a really good run in a one day. I watched Where the Wild Things Are for the first time. Oh. Okay. I really liked this movie. Yeah, I I think I gave that three stars. Mm. I There were a few things about it that I was just not vibing with. No, I, I vibed with this movie quite hard. Um, I loved the book when I was a kid. I still love the book. It's, yeah, it's one of my favorite picture books. Um, and I think 
this was a unbelievably faithful adaptation of a picture book with like eight lines of dialogue. Um, I think it really tapped into like who, what childhood is um, and how it feels to be a child and how like adults are still children. Um, I think it's really great. All of the like animatronic things or the wild things are so great. Like the performances of each and every one of them is so unique and like um, every performance is very grounded and yet they also portray, portray this like extreme representation of an emotion. Um, yeah. I love the balance of how like they're real people in these wild thing bodies. Um, and yet they, yeah, there's perfect representation of who Max is and what he's struggling with. Um, also when Max does the moonwalk, like I, I feel that at like a deep spiritual level. Um, that's so that weird. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> that was where the wild things are. Next I watched, the next movie I watched, I'm ready for this, Daniel. The next movie I watched was Liberal Arts. The oh, movie no. <laughs> no. And starring Josh Radner. Oh, wait, what did you give this? I gave this four and a half stars. No, Peter. <sighs> you haven't seen that, have you? No. Obviously not. Obviously not. Sorry. I should, have, I should have made that assumption. I don't watch... I'm a somewhat well-known actor in a quirky indie <laughs> festival movie that will be forgotten in six months. Um, yeah, so... This is sad. When I was maybe 14, I watched How I Met Your Mother. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. I love this show. What else has Josh Radner done? And I watched Nothing. this movie, Liberal Arts. And I was Nothing. like, huh, that was pretty cool. And then this month I was like, let's watch liberal arts again. And oh my goodness. Like, I love this movie so much. It's so, I described it in my letter at box review, um, as almost unbearably sincere. Like, it's so specific in what it wants to say and how it says it. Um, Yeah, it speaks to me in, like, a very personal way. Um, Also, Elizabeth Olsen is in it, and she's great. Um, Yeah, watching this made me want to watch a bunch of Elizabeth Olsen movies. Because she's terrific. Really underrated as an actress. Um, I think you should watch Liberal Arts. I kind of want to set that as your assignment, uh, but please maybe. don't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. Um, okay. After liberal arts, I then watched Godzilla, which was a great, <laughs> great follow-on. Um, mostly because of Elizabeth Olsen, the twenty fourteen Godzilla. I should clarify. You gave it four stars. Mm-hmm. I had not seen this movie before. Ah. Also, this was the first Godzilla movie I've seen. Which oh. You've never seen the Matthew Broderick one? 
I've never seen any Godzilla movies. Which is I've never, se- I've never seen of any of the original like Japanese movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really good. Like well, Godzilla I, I isn't in it. It was good. It was good. Pardon? Godzilla isn't in it. Yeah, he, he's in it enough. But um, whenever he comes on, they cut away. Yeah, I like it. Oh, okay. I like. Maybe it. I need to rewatch Godzilla. I think you should give it a rewatch. Um, well, yeah, Gareth Edwards is doing really good work. Um, did you watch King of Monsters? I did watch King of Monsters later this month. That was trash. I hated that, is that movie. Maybe the worst movie I saw last year. It was quite bad. I watched it with a bunch of friends, and I was halfway through the movie. I was like, "Can we go?" My I, friend, I can't do this, um, Seb, a longtime fan of the show. Um, Someone say really our likes- oldest fan. Yeah, it could be said. Um, he really likes Godzilla King of the Monsters. Why? He thought it was way better than the 2014 one. Uh, it was no, one of his not. favorite movies of 2019. What? I know. I was like, hmm, okay. I've heard King of Monsters wasn't that good. And so I watched it a few days later. We can talk about it now. And it, it's terrible. It's really bad. The only thing it's- I like in it is Mothra. Mothra is cool. Yeah. Mothra is really cool. If you read any of the interviews where they're talking about this movie or on the like IMDb trivia page, the IMDb trivia page for Godzilla King of Monsters is like eight times longer than any other trivia page I've ever seen on IMDb. Why? It is unbelievably long. Why? There's so much stuff on there. I have no idea why. I want to check, but I'm not going but to because I don't want to waste my time thinking about that movie. Um, but there are so many quotes from like the directors and the writers and the like production designers. And they're all talking about Mothra and how they wanted, like how much, how how sexy they find Mothra. <laughs> like I I like Mothra, but. I don't think I Mothra know. is sexy. It's so much about how, like, they always talk about her, like, feminine beauty and her elegance and grace. Um, <laughs> and how, like, attractive Mothra's she just is. a giant moth, and that's pretty cool. I know. I know. I thought that was really funny. But, um, yeah, Godzilla's cool. It has... The way it deals with scale is awesome. Um, Elizabeth Olsen is in it, and it's really good. She doesn't have a lot to do. She's a lot of, like, crying wife on the phone. Um, yeah, in my letterbox review, I said, Elizabeth Olsen continues to be excellent. I wish she was given more to do than be the crying wife on the phone. And then this dude, Logan, who I've never heard of before, comments, least she got paid. And that was what? it. <laughs> so thanks, Logan. I'm glad you listened to the podcast. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was that was my day. That was the eighteenth of April. I watched Where the Wild Things Are, Liberal Arts, and Godzilla. That okay, was a good run. That was a good run. Okay. Um, what's my next one? This is I've uh, so I watched Eaters of Witches of Eastwick on the nineteenth, uh, and then I watched Sorry to Bother You next. Um, the Keith Stanfield two thousand eighteen movie directed by Boots Riley. It's all. A lot of people love the movie, but I I, I wasn't a fan. Um, until the, the last thirty, maybe oh no, maybe an hour into it, it goes into a weird place with Army Hammer, and I was like, "Can we just continue on this?" 
Yeah, I can't. I don't really want to spoil it unless you. Know. Yeah, That's it goes the, somewhere like, that I didn't think it would go. Telemarketing movie, right? Yeah, it's about tele. It's more about telemarketing, but yeah, but the, yeah, it's about a lot of things. Um, uh-huh. but it has this. It has this pivot in it, which is probably the greatest movie pivot that I've seen, and was probably the part of the movie that I enjoyed the most. I have heard that there is something like that in the movie, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I, when it happened, I, I, I had to put a spoiler thing in case anyone wanted to read my review. Um, I say uh, I was watching this, and about halfway through the film, I started saying to myself, "You know what this movie mo- You know what this movie is missing? It's missing bleep." And suddenly, I was given bleep. <laughs> Is bleep a person or a plot element? It's a plot element. (laughs) And it... (laughs) I kind of want to just say it, but I don't know if it'll ruin the movie for you. Just say it. Just say it. Horse people. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Like centaurs? Or like people who really like horses? People who are half horse, half human. Not like centaurs. Like, oh, okay. What do they call them? They call them uh, aquasapiens. <laughs> uh, this guy goes to a... Uh, like a... <laughs> this Wait, guy goes aquas- to this like rich party with this with Army Hammer. And Army Hammer's like, well, yo, let's go downstairs and let's do some cocaine. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, and he's watching this video. And this video is talking about how... They're going to turn people into horses, you know? It's like, yeah, we're going to turn people into like half horses. They're going to be aquasapiens and they're going to do hard work because they're like built to do work. It's really weird, right? And then he goes and he goes in somewhere and all these, he hears this banging and it gets like really freaky and he opens his door and these horse, they, they're not CGI. They're like real visual effects. And it's these, people and horse body things just going help me and you're like oh this is so distressing i don't want to watch this what yeah okay it's really not where i would have predicted that movie would go yeah i didn't predict it to go there and so my thing says i was watching this movie and about halfway through the film i started to say to myself you know what this movie is missing horse people (laughs) <laughs> and suddenly I was given horse people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just, yeah, cool. Um, on the 20th, I watched one movie, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, 1975 Al Pacino movie directed by Sidney Lumet. Um, <laughs> this movie is so good. It's so good. It's about robbing a bank, but it goes wrong. Um, and Al Pacino is just, being Al Pacino, like good 1970s Al Pacino. Um, but what I want to talk about is John Cazelli. Have you heard of John Cazelli? I don't think so. So he plays Robert De Niro's partner uh, in a movie. He unfortunately died super young. He died of brain... He died of a cancer. Uh, very young. He was born in 1935 and died in 1978. <laughs> He was only in five movies in his career, okay? 
All five movies were nominated for Best Picture. Wow. That is the greatest track record I've ever heard. Yeah, that's pretty... That's pretty he's in. He's in five. Two of them win Best Picture. No, three of them win Best Picture, I think. What are the five? So he's in The Godfather and The Godfather Part 2. Uh-huh. So he plays one of Michael Corleone's brothers. He plays Sonny. He's in Dog Day Afternoon. He's in The Deer Hunter and he's in The Conversation. Okay? Hmm. Now, three of those movies are directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. He was... Uh, when he was alive, he was dating Meryl Streep. Wow. And they... Like the real Meryl Streep? They never broke up. They never broke up. Wow. She was by his side until he died. Huh. And you're just like, wow. And so him and Al Pacino were best friends. Uh, and he's really good in Dog Day Afternoon. Really good. Five movies, all, nomina- all nominated for Best Picture. Best Dang. track record I've ever heard. The next movie I watched after that, I'll go for through my next two because they're very similar vibes. Uh, the sure. next movie I watched was Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had never seen it. I liked the first record, Ralph. I think it's a great movie. Uh, and so I was a little hesitant to watch it. I watched the trailers and you're like, oh, no, this doesn't yeah, look no. great. Bad Ralph Breaks the Internet is a good movie. It's really good. You should Do watch you think it. I've seen, seen it. it. You've Do seen you think it? it's Better than the first one? I don't know. They're, they're two movies that are so similar. Mm. Like, it feels like a Wreck-It Ralph movie. It feels like Wreck-It Ralph. And I love that. I love how seamless it is. I like movies that have sequels that are seamless. Do you yeah, get what I mean? I know what you mean. I know what you mean, yeah. Like, I just like that it's seamless. Like The Godfather and Godfather Part 2. Seamless. Mm-hmm. See, those are two movies I can watch back to back and that's like maybe five hours plus and it's so good because long movies are so good. Godfather Part 2 is three hours, Peter. I know it is. Are you going to tell me it's boring? Godfather Part 2, gi- Al Pacino gives the greatest acting performance of all time. I have not seen any Godfather. I have... I haven't seen The Godfathers in a long time. I rewatched them beginning of this year and it was so good. Where I was just like, oh, maybe The Godfather is my top five. Which is like a super obvious thing to say, but it's really that good. Like, <laughs> But yeah, Ralph ba- Breaks the Internet. I loved all the little Disney things. Like it actually worked for me and I was really hesitant about it. Now... There is a character called Pyro. In played Ralph by Breaks. Hamish Blake? Hey, played by Hamish Blake! Yeah. I was blown away! <laughs> I was blown away! I, okay, I didn't notice until I listened to the Blank Check episode, right? Mm. Have you that listened to that episode? That would have been a cool episode? little reveal. <laughs> have you listened to that episode? I have, yeah. It's so good. I love it. It's like two hours plus. And I bet you listen to that so easily. Yeah, that's because when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm doing other things. Yeah, whatever. Um, but like when David is running down the actors, he says, Hamish Blake? And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I and, so I went on Google, and so I went on IMDb and I was like, 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hamish Flake is in a Disney movie. How good is that? Okay, that's Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, and then after that, I was like, oh, let's go for the similar vibe. Uh, I then watched the Lego movie to the second part. Not as good as Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I have not seen the second part and I don't really want to. I Look, I, I don't really... I don't love the Lego movie. Do you remember when they made the Lego movie and then the Lego Batman movie and then the Lego Ninjago, Ninjago movie? movie and then Lego movie 2, the second part? Yeah. Yeah, I do. The best one is the Batman one. I have only seen the first one. The Bat- Lego Batman's really good. That one's actually... That's, yeah, that's, w- that's Will good. Will Arnett, right? Pardon? Will Arnett? Will Arnett. Michael Sierra playing Robin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that's going to hook you. Look at no, this, this quirky sure. indie dude is gonna is in Batman. <laughs> He's really quirky. <laughs> I like it because I'm quirky. I don't. I, I've never said that I was quirky. No, you haven't. I'm but. quite basic. That's <laughs> <laughs> even worse. Maybe. <sighs> I'm just so basic. <laughs> How much of this am I actually going to keep, and what am I going to cut? Okay. I think- well, I think you should keep a lot of it. <laughs> My biggest complaint is that when I listen over to the episodes, the amount of ums that I hear kills me. Yeah. Like so many ums I cut. Ugh. I do say um a lot. Yeah, let's try and not do um. Okay, from here on out, no ums. <laughs> yeah, Lego Movie Part 2. Um, it has you this joke um. about a catchy song. Like, you know how Lego Movie is like, Everything is uh, awesome. Everything is awesome. It's like, oh, it's so catchy. They have a song called The Catchy Song. And you know what the worst part is? What? It's actually catchy. <laughs> and you know what? I actually like it. <laughs> to the point where I want to listen to it on Spotify, but I don't want to see people listening to... <laughs> want to see, see me listening to The Catchy Song from The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Pro tip. There's a Spotify option where you can have a private listening session. Oh, oh <laughs> that changes everything. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go on that so much and I'm just going to be listening to the catchy song the whole okay. time. Yep. Look, Lego Movie, I gave it three out of, like, I liked it. There are things that are good in it. Um, I like the whole moral of the story. I don't, Maya Rudolph is in it as like, a live action person, not a good performance. Not my Rudolph's best. Hmm. You give me how many movies do you have left? Ooh, many. Next movie I watched was Doubt, two thousand eight. John Patrick Stanley. Um, did we talk was... about this last episode? Uh, I don't think so. Did you watch it last episode? I didn't watch the last episode, but I feel like we did talk about. Maybe it. Maybe we did talk about it. I don't know. It's that, but we talk about it a lot. Mm hmm. I loved this when I was a 14-year-old film bro, and now I like How it. How good is it not to be a film bro? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, next movie I watched, Jupiter Ascending. It was so bad. I, I, really I'm i not going to go through it. I'm not going to go good. through it. Okay. I have standards, and my standards is that Speed Racer and Cloud Atlas are a masterpiece. Uh, then I watched Moneyball for the third time in like five months. <laughs> I love Moneyball. It kind of I, fits in that zone. <laughs> it kind of fits in my zone. No, that no, that, no. That that's not a that's not a quirky indie drama. It's not indie, I guess. It's not quirky. Yeah, I I 
um, retained it's a sports but most movie. of them aren't, aren't quirky. It's a sports movie. It's not really a sports movie. It's like a and it's economics movie. And it has Brad Pitt. It doesn't have some well-known actor. Mm, but it has Brad Pitt taking a serious role. Like, it's not flashy. Anyway, Moneyball, good movie. I wish Steven Soderbergh did his version. I watched Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Which yeah, we've already talked, talked about, about it. That's bad. And that made me want to rewatch Kong Skull Island, <sighs> which I really liked when I saw it in cinemas. Uh, I watched and the I first did, 15 minutes and I gave up. Did not like it that much this time. It gets better once they're on the island. Um, yeah. Um, what's his name? John C. Riley gives a pretty great performance as this guy who's been stuck on the island for uh, decades. Really Have good. you seen early John C. Riley movies? I don't think so. What do you mean when by he's, early? When he's in the Paul Thomas Anderson pocket? No. He's in like his first three movies. Hmm. And he's great. I haven't seen the first one, but like Boogie Nights and Magnolia, he's so good. He was a serious... He's in Gangs of New York. He is. And he was in Chicago and he was in something else that was nominated for Best Picture that year, right? I don't know that. There was a year where he was... In three of the five Best Picture noms. Wow. Yeah. Was so he was a serious actor. He's yeah. in Days of Thunder, right? Yeah. I think I've already talked about this. Tom Cruise movie about NASCAR racing. Very serious and, NASCAR movie. And then he's in Talladega Nights. And he's in Talladega Nights. It's playing the exact same person. Mm-hmm. But just not stupid. No. He's not stupid in Days of Thunder, but he's stupid. Talladega Nights is a better movie about the Bush administration than Vice is. I can see that. Take that, Adam McKay. Um, I then watched Fletch, which was really fun. I okay. really like that movie. Four stars. I, I have it. I have it, and I really want to watch. It. Okay, you gave it you four. You watch it. I gave it four stars. Okay, then I'm gonna watch it soon. Yeah, good. Well, we can talk about it next month. Um, I'm just no gonna pressure. keep rolling. I then watched um, artificial in- AI, artificial intelligence, and Minority Report um, almost back to back. I gave artificial intelligence seven out of ten. Minority yep, Report same. nine out of ten. Have not ranked Minority Report. Okay, Minority Report is really fun. I really like Tom Cruise. Um, same. He's so cool. <laughs> he is pretty he's cool. Like, yeah. He's probably someone I'd want to be friends with, to be honest. He is, like, pretty insane, I think. He um, No, he was insane. He was insane, that's true. I don't think he's insane anymore. He's still a bit weird, though. I, by that's, weird, that's do you mean Scientology? Pardon? When you say weird, do you mean because he's a Scientologist? I mean, partly, but I think also just, I, like, his I personality. If you watch him in interviews and stuff. I, I don't know how much he's in the Scientology church anymore. Yeah, I don't know about that. But he, I, think, I don't know. When you watch I, interviews with him, he's like always on and like trying to act like a normal dude who you want to be pals <laughs> with. Um, Have you seen the interview where he's like, it is a privilege to be chosen. It's like, <laughs> okay, alrighty. I, so. I have seen the um, jump on the couch one. Oh, uh, no. Um, okay. The jumping on actually, the couch from Oprah? Yeah. Is that when he talks about Katie Holmes? Um, Yeah. So, the last movie I watched this month was War of the Worlds. (gasps) Um, 
and that's another Spielberg cruise movie. Another, it was the one that ruined Spielberg cruise relationship. Yeah, so they had money. They really wanted to work together. They made Minority Report. They liked each other, so they said, let's make another one. There's a fascinating history of how that movie got made, but I won't go into it. They make War of the Worlds. And then on the press tour, Tom Cruise basically just talks about Katie Holmes the whole time and like barely mentions the movie. Uh, Spielberg is not very happy about this. <laughs> um, Spielberg is meant to be in the interview with Oprah where Tom Cruise jumps on the couch. Oh, man. Spielberg was meant to be there, but he couldn't make it. So it was just Tom Cruise. Like... Imagine how, how different things could have been different. Things would be if he had been there. Yeah. How, how, um, how, I'd like to meet Spielberg. Yeah. But yeah, I just Minority w- Report, great. AI, really weird, um, but pretty good. You know what's better than AI? What's Ex Machina? Hook. I've never seen Hook. You should watch Hook. If you wait, if you do you like annoying kids? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Do I like kids who are annoying? Okay, not I annoying. Like annoying. I think they're charming. I kids. Think I think they're pretty cool. Okay. I want to be a lost boy. I like annoying kids. <laughs> but I don't like kids <laughs> who are annoying. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. Okay, what else? Okay, AI. Yes, weird movie, okay. but I really like it mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, and then Minority Port, it's, it's good. Colin Farrell's in there. He's good. Um, what's her name? Samantha Morden is great. Really Such good Such a good score. Mm. Not to get on, the like, w- score chats, but, like, that, like, last track on that soundtrack is ugh, mm-hmm. so good to fall asleep to. Um, the world building in Minority Port is really cool because it's, like, everyone... It's set in the future, and everyone in that movie kind of knows they're in the future, which I think is really fun. <laughs> like, We're in the future. Kind of like, basically, they all kind of like have this sci-fi and kind of take it for granted, but are also almost commenting on the fact that it's this cool sci-fi thing that they have. Lots of fun. Uh, what did you watch next? Give me one. Give you one? Yeah. Okay, I'll give you give one. Give me one. Uh, so on the... I'll give you two. So on the 22nd, I watched a movie called uh, Sweet Smell of Success, a 1957 movie uh, starring Tony Curtis and Burt Lancaster. I want to say that's right. Let me just double check that one. Um, Yeah, it's a very popular movie. Yeah, Burt Lancaster. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very popular movie from the 1957, uh, from the 1950s. Why did I say that weirdly? Um <laughs> The 1957. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I Yeah, I gave it, you know, three and a half, seven stars. I need to decide which one am I going to say. Am I going to say seven or am I going to say three and a half? Am I, I going to go, go off three and a half? I think three and a half. So go off the five star rating? I think so. Okay, I need to remember that. Um, yeah, three and a half for Sweet Smile of Success. Oh, it had, again, more more score chat. It had this one romantic scene and like... The score was so beautiful. I just, like, after I finished the movie, I just had to get my headphones, go on Spotify. And it was one of those moments where the internet does its magic and the whole soundtrack is on Spotify from so this good. movie from 1957. And it just had... I found this, the scene. I found the moment and I just listened to it and it was so beautiful. 
And so that's the sweet smell of success. Nice. Uh, and then after that, I watched The Big Chill. Have you heard of The Big Chill? I've heard the name. Describe so, it. 1983, directed by Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote like mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back yeah, yeah. and directed as well, right? Pardon? Directed Empire, right? No, he didn't direct. He no, wrote Irving it. Kushner. Never mind, never mind. He did write it. He wrote it. My bad. Um, Big Chill is a movie about friends from college meeting up with each other after one of their friends killed themselves. Mm. Um, but it has a lot of like kind of famous people in it. Um, Jeff Goldblum, very young Jeff Goldblum in it. Um, but it ha- it has uh, Glenn Close in it. It has William Hurt. Mm. William what Hurt's really good in it. Pardon? What if there was a wife? What do you mean, what if there was a wife? What's this bit? I don't know what this bit is. Like. Oh. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> that's not, that's not staying. <sighs> like that's... No, we're not going down this rabbit hole, Peter. Peter, we've been recording for so <laughs> okay, long okay, now. Okay. What are we Sorry. on? Oh, we're on 221. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Peter. Right, this was we a gotta bad go idea. We gotta go I... fast. Pardon? We gotta go fast. Yeah, we gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Um, <laughs> but it had the soundtrack, um, like a bunch of songs from the 1960s and 70s, and essentially was all the music that I grew up on as a child, like listening to a specific radio station where I'm at, playing a lot of classic music. And I was like, oh, I know all these songs. So that was the big chill. Peter, go through five. Cool. Okay. So I um, subscribed to the Blank Check Patreon and I downloaded some of the Star Wars audio commentaries. And so I uh, watched Rogue One, um, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Re- uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, they're fun. Like, the Star Wars is so freaking cool, uh, especially episode four and episode five unbelievably great i know like i kind of take star wars for granted but they're really good the Um, last time so before rise of skywalker came out i watched a few of them i couldn't watch all of them and um when i watched empire that was the moment it clicked to me i was like oh this is the best star wars movie it is it is the best because it feels like star wars like that's what star wars should feel like star wars should feel like the empire strikes back yeah um and Han Solo is the best part of the original trilogy. That's my take. Um, I think it's Connor Radcliffe has this take that, like, he doesn't like Star Wars Wait, movies who? as Connor Ratliff. He like oh, yeah. he was on Blank Check a few times. Um, that he doesn't like Star Wars movies as much as he likes Han Solo movies. Um, <laughs> and this was before Solo came out. <laughs> but I think I, I agree Solo. with him. I I didn't really. I like um, it. I think it's charming. Yeah. Anyway, that's Star Wars. Uh, and that's then, I because I enjoyed Fletch so much, which is Chevy Chase, I decided, uh, let's watch Vacation. Because I had never seen... I watched the 2015 Ed Helms Vacation, <sighs> like when it came out almost. And I'd never seen the original. And so I watched National Lampoon's Vacation. And I liked that. I gave it three and a half stars. And so then I watched National Lampoon's European Vacation. Gave that three stars. And then I watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Gave that three and a half stars. And then Mm. I watched the 2015 Ed Helms Vacation. And I gave that four stars. 
Which Aren't you missing one? Aren't you missing I did, Vegas? I did skip the Vegas one. Yeah, I should go back and watch it. Isn't that the um, worst one though? That's what I've heard, and I kind of just wanted to skip ahead to Ed Helms. Why did you um, want to skip to Ed Helms? I don't know, and I liked it. That was it's my favorite one. <laughs> what? I know, I know. Oh, I know. Peter. I know, I know. That's like, it's. I don't think Vacation is a very good movie, the 2015 one, but I really liked it. Um, what? What are you saying? Yeah, I had a great time watching this movie. Um, it had. Uh, what's his name? Skylar Gazondo? Gazondo? Um, who is in um, the Netflix show Santa Clarita Diet. And he's in Booksmart. He plays, um, I think it's Jared. Like that awkward guy who throws the party on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that guy so much. <laughs> um, he's in Vacation and it's great. Ed Helms and Christina Applegate are both good. Um, yeah, it was really funny. I just had a good time watching Vacation. And do you know what's a good thing about Vacation? What's a good thing about Vacation, Peter? The runtime. One hour 39. <sighs> it's the dream. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> what's the next movie you watched, Daniel? The next movie I watched was Babe. Oh, I watched Babe yesterday. Babe is so good. I was not totally on board with Babe. You're until crazy. Until the end. Until the end. No, the end, no. I was fully on board. I, I have it. I currently have it four stars, but I want to give it more. I there I are a few things. There are a few things I I don't like about it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the mice. Yeah, no. The little squeaky either. mice. I'm not a huge fan of them. My biggest problem with Babe is this. Babe is an Australian movie. Okay? okay? The amount of overdubbing of American accents is a crime. I like it killed me. I was like, just just give them Australian accents, please. And if you listen to the blank check episode about it, they talk about how the different accents creates this kind of atmosphere of a whimsical world. And I was like, no, no, just let them be Australian. Uh, yeah. Um, but James, Cron- I like the scene where he's like taking care of babe and he starts singing and dancing. Oh, James Cromwell is so good in that movie. He's so good. Dude, like, hey, have he- you listened to the blank show? I have so, not listened to the episode. Um, he wait, was, he wait for nominated it. for the Oscar, though. Pardon? He got uh, the Oscar nom, James Cromwell. Yeah, he got an Oscar nom for it. Yeah. Um, they talk about it in the Blank Tech episode, and they talk about one thing in speci- specifically, and they all start crying. Um, okay. Yeah. Babe. At the end, when he says, that'll do, Biggie. That'll yeah, do. It's, a, it's about that'll do, but it's about James, James Cromwell's experience on it. Okay. <sighs> it's so good. Um, <laughs> um, and just for side note, as we're recording, I just finished watching Bay Pig in the City. I watched half of it this afternoon, and then I had church. Yep, Bay Pig in the City. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about it next month. <laughs> it's gonna be so long. I, it's so good. <laughs> um, 
So what part are you up to in Pete in the City? Um the the boss's wife is in jail and the circus man just like died. Okay, okay. Yep, you've got some really good stuff coming up. Yep. <laughs> you've got some real real good. It's goofy fun. But it, it when it gets emotional, I, it, there are two moments where I nearly cried. Okay. But I cry a lot. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want me to get off Babe Talk? I'm going to cut um, a lot of that out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll go. The next movie I watched uh, was Ingrid Goes West. Oh, I um, do not like this movie. I didn't like it. I, well, I gave it three stars. I didn't hate it. There were some bits I liked. I, me... I really hated the ending. Like, I, I hated the ending. Um, um, I, I didn't think Aubrey Plaza was that great, honestly. No, she's I'm not. I'm not a big Aubrey Plaza fan. Ingrid Goes West. Ah, here it is. Where is my review for it? I don't know. Edit your review. Yes. Ah, here it is. So, I watched it in January this year. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. I am happy to announce that I've been hired to write a sequel for this film and that it is called Ingrid Gets Professional Help. <laughs> I definitely thought you were going for an Ingrid Goes East joke, but <laughs> that was better. <laughs> yeah, I gave it like two and a half. Was not a fan. Yeah. But I am a fan of Wyatt Russell. I love Wyatt Russell. Mm, he's good. He's good. I love Wyatt Russell. Like, even Elizabeth Olsen in that movie, who I normally love, it's not, not that great. No, not that great. Next uh, movie I watched... Oh, sorry. Do you have more? I was just going to say, um, Little Ice Cube is really good as well. <laughs> That's all I could think as well. Yeah. I was like, what's his name? Uh, let's just call him Little Ice Cube. <laughs> uh, the next movie I watched was Blue Velvet. <laughs> Yeah, what, what did you think? I liked it. I did like it. I gave it three and a half stars. <laughs> my Sorry. review on Letterboxd is a bit slow for my taste. does kind of make me want to watch Twin Peaks again. Yeah, yeah. That's basically how I feel about Blue Velvet. It I has it. one of the most horrific scenes I've ever watched. Um... When he's watching through the wardrobe, yes. um, Isabella Rossellini, yep, yep, and he's yep raping the woman. Um, I I think it, the nightingale outdoes it. That's that's what I'll say. I'm sorry, but when he when he gets the little gas mask thing, the mm. little ventilator, and puts it over his mouth, I was just like, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I I found it so awkward. Dennis Hopper is so funny in that movie, though. Mm-hmm. And just like the end when she's like, he touched me. And you're like, oh, please end this. Mm. But yeah, yeah David was... being David. Mm-hmm. Very Lynchian. Very Lynchian. Um, what did I watch next? Lorenzo's Oil. <gasps> Yay! We get some oil talk, baby. Oil, oil, oil. Oil. Um, again, I knew nothing about this movie going in. Same. Um, I saw the um, poster and it's a married couple and a little kid. I was like, <laughs> yeah. some kind of like family drama maybe. But no. <laughs> well, it's it still some family drama. 
It um, is a family drama. It doing? is a family drama, but not in the way I expected. I yeah, it was a it was a tough tough watch. It's so distressing. Mm. Yeah. Um and we're gonna talk about it. Nick Nolte's accent. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's so good. It works. Yeah, I love it. It shouldn't work at all. I love it. Um but yeah, the end credits for that movie, like It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Like brought me to tears. I, I it, Not a the lot bit of tears, where, but like a couple tears. The the bit where she's talking about um like it's going to like the cathedral. It's like doing a shot of a cathedral, I think, of like the church. And Susan Sarandon's talking and it's like, and you'll be able to do this and this and this and then it slowly turns into the kid's voice. Mm. And and I think the kid says, Until I can talk and like whispers it. And I, was, I got chills and was just so... I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so beautiful. Yeah, just the credits with all the kids who've taken Lorenzo's oil, like... <sighs> but how crazy, like, the the parent, Like, I can't believe that it, that actually happened. Yeah. Like, the parents, like, just were like, we're going to f- learn everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, when Nick Nolte's, like, talking, has the paper clip and is like, linking them on... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is so good. It's really good. Um, yeah, that's Lorenzo's oil. That's our oil talk. Oil. Oil. Um, yeah. Thank you for coming to our segment, Oil Talk with oil talk. Peter and Daniel. Next time, we will be talking about There Will Be Blood. There Will Be Oil. There Will Be Oil. Mm. Uh, the next movie I watched was The Man Who Knew Too Little. Oh, Which, okay. Yeah, I get it. You're trying to do your blank check thing. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching lots of blank check movies. Um, it was dumb and it was fun. Three and a half stars. Let's move on. Yep. What cool. did you watch next? I watched... After I finished watching Babe, I watched Free Solo. Mm, that's uh, a good movie. Documentary about climbing El Capitan Mountain without a rope or harness. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, cool. Anxiety the movie is what I called it. Because uh, I was so scared. Even though, uh, look, you know he's going to survive. Yeah. Um, but what I really liked is that the filmmakers were part of the movie. They mm, weren't behind yeah, the camera. Cool. They were in front of the character. And they're talking about the ethical issues of what would we do if he did fall and he did die. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cool and really interesting. Um, I, It's a documentary. And so we're talking about a real person, but... That relationship that guy's in with that that girl should not be in that relationship. Yeah, it, that that seems really destructive Wild. and really unhealthy. Um, David Sims on Letterboxd has one of my favorite reviews of all time. It just says a great movie about how annoying it is to date men. <laughs> that just sums it up. <laughs> Peter, do you hate men? <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> mm, think again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I the whole time I was just like, oh my goodness. And like the shots in it are really cool. It's an awesome achievement. But yeah, I felt really bad for that girl. Yeah. But I also feel really bad for Alex, the actual guy, because he has a lot of things that he needs to work through. Okay, that's free solo. Cool. I watched Arrival. Um, yeah, Denis Villeneuve's 2016. Hey, you're film, bro. 
<laughs> you a film bro? I gave it four and a half stars. Um, Arrival, I really love that movie. Yeah, Arrival's good. It's so good. Arrival, uh, runtime, one fifty eight. Great, awesome. It's one fifty eight. Um, it is. Also, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner are so cool. Like, Jeremy Renner, they should really like make an app about that guy. <laughs> that's, that's how much I love Jeremy Renner. <laughs> but right, you know, I'm gonna hack it if it's real. Um, but yeah, Arrival's really good. Yep. Uh, I then watched The Florida Project, which was mm. my favorite movie of 2017. I watched it in like 2017 and then like a month again after the first time I watched it and hadn't seen it since then. And I was a little scared that it wouldn't hold up and boy, does it hold up. Yeah. It's, this is one it's of my favorite movie. movies of all time. It's one of the first movies I logged on Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah, it's a cliche at this point, but he really is Willem Dafriend in <laughs> in the Florida Project. He's <laughs> yeah, just cool. The best person. Him and the birds. Oh, beautiful scene. <laughs> I don't remember him and the birds. Oh, there are those like um, big like swamp birds that come onto the park and he like shoes them away. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. All I remember is that it starts with um. Celebration, the song Celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, always, I loved that. I loved how jarring that felt. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Great performance. That kid is so good. The kid. Yeah, because yeah, when I first watched it, I was I thought like they just found some kid off the street and was it was feeling like a little bit exploitative. And then I watched an interview with her and she's just like a sweet kid from like a middle class, off middle class family. And she's just really good at acting. Um, it's great. Yeah. Brooklyn Prince should have been nominated. Yeah, I the agree. The movie with that. should have been nominated, and Willem Dafoe should have won. Who won that great. year? Mm, that's a good question. I don't have a an Excel spreadsheet detailing all the Oscars. I do not. Uh, I can look it up, but it might. Side chat. Who's going to be the David of this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we we both a little bit fit the we David are, role. We are a bit too much David. Yeah. I just I can't be Griffin. No, Griffin's just too energetic and too. It was okay. Neurotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner was Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. Oh, but that's a great performance. I think I I would have picked Willem. Oh, Sam Rockwell's so good in Three Billboards, though. Yes. You got Woody Harrelson in three billboards. Woody Harrelson's not that great. Uh, he's good, but he, he shouldn't be nominated. Mm-hmm. You got Plummer for All the Money in the World, and then Richard Jenkins Wait. for Shape of Water. And Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Can I be frank? <laughs> Let me be frank. Let me be frank. <laughs> no, you can't be frank. Frank uh, is dead. Yeah, I stopped watching that show a long time ago. <laughs> I never watched that show. Yeah, that's true. And true. never will. Okay. What did you Even watch next? What did I watch it? next? Yeah. Uh, I watched... <laughs> I can't really explain this except that I was in a weird mood. Uh, I watched 13 going 30. Okay. Um, I felt like Jennifer Garner and it, there was a lot of traction for it on my Twitter. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen this and it has an interesting... I like the whole... I like time changing concepts. 
Like, I really like big. Mm. You know know the movie where he's big? (laughs) (laughs) I know that one. (laughs) Um, No, but um, 13 uh, 13 Going on 30 was actually really sweet. uh, And Mark Ruffalo was so good in it. But, Mm. like, they do this sequence where they all do the thriller dance oh wait no i know what i want to talk about where is it where is it okay okay are you ready i'm ready the maths of 13 going 30 does not check out okay okay it's 1937 and she's 13 years old wishing to be 30 1937 no sorry 1997 i'm out of it okay okay it's 1997 and she's wishing she's 13 years old and she's wishing to be 30 and then suddenly she wakes up and she's 30 years old but in 2004 either what? she should be waking up in 2014 or she's actually or she's actually waking up as 20 years old and not 30 years old what the heck the math does yeah. not check out yeah that's weird and it really frustrated me. It really grinded my gears. Like, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then what there's the this heck? thing where they do the thriller dance. And I was like, does everyone from a specific generation know all the dance moves to thriller? Because they're at this party and they all just start doing it perfectly in synchronization. That's so weird. I was like, does everyone know how to do this? And if so, why is it the generation of 1997? Yeah, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> But it is, I'm pretty sure it's 1997. Okay. We're going to cut this out, okay? Let me just do a quick thing. Okay. Okay, I just quickly checked. I was wrong. It was 1987. I was wrong. Everything I said before doesn't matter, except for the thing being uh, Mark Ruffalo is a hunk. Also, they play talking heads in this movie, and that's always a win. Hmm. They play burning down the house, and a kid, young Mark Ruffalo, is an awkward fat kid dancing to it. Wow. Burning down the house. <laughs> That's 13 going on 30. Peter, what did you watch? <laughs> uh, the next movie I watched was The Interview. Um, oh, yeah. I, I heard news of... I heard rumours of Kim Jong-un's passing. And I felt nostalgic. <laughs> my teen years. <laughs> So I watched the interview. Um, I know that we don't do it here, but five comedy points. <laughs> um, thank you. So I went back and watched the interview, which I really liked when I was 14. Um, and I still kind of liked it. I gave it three stars. There were definitely funny bits. Um, it's the same as every Seth Rogen, James Franco comedy. And you know what? I like that. I like I it too. I don't it's an easy that. watch. Yeah. I then watched A Few Good Men. Okay. Here's a question. Without looking it up, if you had to guess, how long is the runtime of A Few Good Men? Oh, man. Like, I, like, I want to say it's two hours on the dot. It's two hours 20. Right? Oh, okay. I, in my head, thought it was like... Ninety one forty or something oh, like an, that. I thought idiot. it was short, 
but no, it's two twenty. Yeah, it's of course it's going to be two hours. It's a courtroom it's a drama. Movie. Yeah, but I thought I didn't. I don't know. I thought it was shorter than that. It's a courtroom yeah. drama with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise in that movie. So good. They're so good. Magnifique. Magnifique. So beautiful. So, so beautiful. And the writing. Um, Aaron Sorkin. Very good. It's so good. It really is very good. Next movie I watched was um, a French documentary, uh, Et de Avoir, which is also known as To Be and To Have. Um, which is this 2002 documentary about a school teacher in this tiny little French town. Um, it's very simple. It basically just like shows the teacher interacting with the students and occasionally we'll see some of the students' home lives. It's like 15 kids from kindy to year five or something. Um, it's just really honest and clear um yeah it's a really great movie about childhood and about education i really really liked it i watched it in like french in year eight um and then i rewatched it and it's it's so good four and a half stars so why did you rewatch it just for fun partly for fun um i am studying primary education at uni okay that that's what i was wondering yeah and I was like, oh, yeah, teaching. That'd be cool. Um, oh, I am teacher. I am teacher. Yeah, it was good. Cool. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, how many movies have you got left? I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have three. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. I should go through some of them. You should. Some of them will be pretty easy. Um, okay. 25th. I watched The Greatest Game Ever Played, um, a movie I watched a lot as a kid. It's about golf. It's a Disney sports movie with Shia LaBeouf in it, um, directed by Bill Paxton, which is crazy, uh, but written by Mark Frost, who co-created Twin hmm. Peaks. Yeah. It was really weird um, knowing that, but it was really fun. Um, it's got some really cool visual stuff. Sometimes there's a little too much going on. Um, I felt that like sometimes... The stylistic flourishes are just too much. Like, they just hurt the experience a bit too much. But it's still really fun. A great underdog movie. Really enjoyed it. Uh, And then I watched Invincible, which is another Disney sports movie about American football with Mark Warburg um, in it. He's just a guy who works at a bar and he gets the chance to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, It's yeah, he get yeah, it's an oh, yeah, he's good. Um it wasn't that great of a movie. I kind of got bored of it. Um so yeah, that's invincible. Um Lorenzo's Oil, we already talked about it. Oil Talk. Uh-huh. Check it out. Oil. Um but after Lorenzo's Oil No, it wasn't straight after, it was a day after. I watched uh QT8, the first 8. It's about Quentin Tarantino. Um uh. And about his first eight movies. Uh, it was a really good documentary. Um, and like, you know, being an ex-film bro, I've done my Tarantino research. Um, <laughs> um, but I thought it was really cool. But I would re- I really would like to see them do a sequel to this, talking about his last two movies. 
um, like a documentary about, you know, his, his last, you know, it being the last two movies of his whole 10 movie thing. Um, uh, they have these like little animation sequences and they're really cool to see like his time in Khan's film festival when Reservoir Dogs was being shown. Uh, and they, I was very happy to see that they do not sweep Weinstein under the rug. They talk about it very openly, um, yeah. which is very nice to hear. I feel like you kind of have to. Yeah, if you're talking about Quentin Tarantino, you have to talk about um, Harvey Weinstein and how he's a bad person. I don't know if you know this, but Harvey Weinstein, bad dude. Not a good... Not, not a good not dude. Good. Probably going to die really soon. Probably. Probably. Um, and they have the... Have you heard about Quentin Tarantino's editor? Maybe. <laughs> so, he had an editor, editor called Sally... I can't remember her last name. Um, uh, and whenever he was doing a movie, he would always at least have a few takes to let the actors wave at the camera and say, Hi, Sally. Because mm. um, she's in the editing room all by herself. I think I might have heard this. In editing. Um, sadly, she passed away after Inglorious Bastards. She, I think she went on a hike and then went missing. Whoa. And has been presumed dead, I want to say. That's what happened. I might be wrong. Um, but they really, they talk about that relationship that he had with her and how it was so informative in his kind of structuring and making films. And it was, yeah, it was a really good documentary. I gave it a three and a half. So it's a good movie. Um, okay. Um, I then watched the hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm. Never really. I don't think I've seen it. I think I've seen segments of it before, but I've never seen it all entirely. That's the Um, same for me. I've never, I've never watched it from start to finish at least. Yeah. It's, really good it's another seven at uh, another three and a half for me um yeah some of the music's really good um and it's just popping and like yeah i was really happy to watch it um and like the guy and the hunchback what's his name frollo no quasimodo quasimodo frollo's frollo's the villain the bad guy the bad guy yep he's a really good bad guy actually um yeah um, Cosimoto, really cool character. I really liked him. I liked how humble he was. Um, yeah, that's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, okay, now I have three movies left. Okay. So, do we want to trade one, one for one? Sure. Uh, next movie I watched was Kung Fu Panda 2, <sighs> which should have been called Kung Tu Panda. Um, it, not as good as the first one. I gave it three stars. I liked it, um, and it is probably just nostalgia for the first talking, but I think the first one had like a magical energy, and the second one couldn't recapture it. Have you seen Kung Fu Panda 2? A very long time ago. Yeah. I remember the cannonballs being shot, and he like maneuvers them back. I remember that looking pretty cool. Yeah. And Gary Oldman's the bad guy, right? Yeah, I didn't think Gary Oldman was very good. Okay. I, I have yeah. no memory of it. Mm. I, I think, think I've watched Ian it McShane, once. Ian McShane in the first one is so great, and I thought Gary Oldman was kind of underutilized. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought I'd never seen this movie, and then it got to about halfway through, and it started coming back to me. I think it was kind of, kind of movie that like I was at a family friend's house, and it was on in the background or something like that. 
Uh, seems like that kind of movie. I'm just going to ask it straight out. Are we going to be finishing with Kung Fu Panda 3? I, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll probably uh, watch it this month. <laughs> Your saga of Kung Fu Panda continues. It, it does. It's that's our hottest segment. Peter's <laughs> Kung Fu Panda Corner. <laughs> uh, no, Oil Talk is our Sorry. hottest segment. We don't want to get that, too hot, though. That and talking about how good Speed Racer and Cloud Atlas is. Hmm. Good is a strong word. <laughs> okay, masterpiece. <laughs> okay, what's the next movie you watch, Daniel? What's the next... Okay, this is a movie that I wanted to talk about. Um, it's called A Brighter Summer Day. I've been wanting to watch it for ages. It's from 1991. Uh, it is made in... I want to say Taiwan. It's a Taiwanese film. Uh, directed by uh, Edward Yang. A really good movie. So good. It's about street gangs uh, in the 1960s. Um, and it, it, it's just so good. It goes for four hours and it was so good. It was four hours long, but it felt like a tight two. Okay. If it feels like a tight two, I'm on board. But it, um, you go for a journey and you just you need to get sucked into the world. Like There are so many little characters in the movie. And you're just like, what's going on with them? And uh, it, it's so cool. I, I loved it so much. I just went downstairs to the biggest television, pitch black the whole room, and just put it on. And I was like, this is this is so good. Lots of reading, though. Had to do a lot of reading, which is yeah. fine. So that's a that's a brighter side. I, I, I love Edward Yang. Like, yeah, I've only seen one other film of his, Yee Yee, and that's mm-hmm. a, another great film. So, A Brighter Summer Day. Really love it. What did you watch, Peter? The next movie I watched was Saving Private Ryan. Um, Okay. Doing more Spielberg? More Spielberg. How do you you feel about Saving Private Ryan? Uh, I've seen it once, uh, and I I liked it. Yeah. I I don't have any concrete uh, thoughts on it. I don't think about it enough. It's not in my... When I think Spielberg, I don't go Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. When I I first watched it a number of years ago, and I really liked it, and I rewatched it, and I didn't love it. I gave it three and a half stars, which is, for me, that's like a solid, good movie, but nothing special. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Something about it just didn't, didn't quite hit the spot for me. I'll tell you what it is. The runtime? Yep. <laughs> it's a long movie. Honestly, that's a part of it. Yeah. Pete, I'm kidding. Yeah. There's so many little actors in it that you don't really realize are in it. Yeah. No, it's a weirdly stacked cast. Vin Diesel is in it. Vin Diesel is in it. Um, Ted Danson's in it. Ted Danson, uh, Paul Giamatti. Um... Oh, I totally forgot Giamatti's in Firefly. Yep, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, that's it. Yeah, lots of lots of weird little people. Ah, oh, that that okay. If I say if I say Saving Private Ryan, excluding the first twenty minutes, what is the scene that you remember? Upham not going up the stairs. Is that the exact same thing that I'm thinking about? I don't know. What are you thinking about? 
I'm thinking of it. I can't remember who it is, but it's the guy getting stabbed in the chest and the guy going, shh, shh, shh. Yeah, that's like at the same time. Yeah, cool. Because that is, that was traumatizing to watch. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That was really tough. Cool. Saving Private Ryan talk. Yay. What did you watch? Okay. My last two are real down notes. Okay. Uh, this one isn't a down note. I watched A Brighter Summer's Day, right? And that was like a nine out of 10. That was a four and a half. It was so good. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I need to, I was like, oh, this might be the last movie I watched this month. Let's make it a real good one. And so I went for the Tigger movie. Mm. Um, Man, is this movie sweet. It's so sweet. I love, I like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. It's good. Tigger just wants a family, you know? And then he realizes at the end that his family is the one that he already has with, you know, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and, and Rabbit and Owl and Kanga and Rue and Christopher Roy. Oh, and Eeyore. Don't forget Eeyore. Don't forget Eeyore. He is so depressed. I keep forgetting how depressed Eeyore is. <laughs> like, he needs clinical help. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, it's really, it's really sweet. And the Tigger movie. Yeah, I really like the Tigger movie. That's one of those things where I'm like, I'm so grateful Disney Plus exists because now I can watch the Tigger movie in full HD. I feel like, I think I watched the Tigger movie maybe when it was in theaters. When did Tigger movie come out? 2000. Okay. No, not when it was in theaters. <laughs> yeah. I used to have it on VHS tape and I watched it a lot as a kid on VHS tape. I've de- I definitely watched it when I was a kid and I've not thought about it in a long time. You should think about. It. I, lo- I did. I I really like Winnie the Pooh. I have a really demented Winnie the Pooh painting hanging in my bedroom that I found <laughs> at a thrift shop for five dollars. It's really unsafe. I can't believe I go to sleep with it every night, just hanging. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just like, this is not right. All right, you know, <laughs> Pooh's Heffalump movie. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the runtime of Pooh's Heffalump movie is? I think it's a, a tight 60. It's 68 minutes. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It's beautiful. Even yeah, t- I bet you love that. Tigger movie, one hour 18. Yeah, it's a it's one of the longer ones. Yeah. I think Winnie the Pooh, the 2011 one, is a fine hour. Uh, I can check. One hour and nine. Yeah, I always found it weird that the Tigger movie is longer than that one. Yeah. The movie about Tigger is longer than the movie about Winnie the Pooh. What did you watch, Peter? (laughs) All right. The last movie I watched was War of the Worlds. We kind of discussed a little bit, but... Yeah. Um, Yeah, I sent you a message. You said you were watching it, and I texted back. I fell asleep the last yeah. time i watched it in i my letterbox description i was pretty happy with the first half of the movie is like a series of unfortunate events but the 9-11 edition <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, and that's the, the part i really like yeah and then the second half of the movie is like parasite but instead of rich people it's aliens um Ooh. yeah and then tim robbins it's it's not I was Good. so bored. I was so bored when Tim I Robbins was not comes. bored by it. 
I that's where um, I fell asleep. I was asleep yeah. when Tim Robbins came. That does mean that's that's the sleepiest part. Yeah, um, it's a real sleeper. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I don't I don't like the ending. Um, like I know that's how War of the Worlds ends, but that doesn't mean I like it. Uh, yeah, no thanks. And also yeah. Morgan Freeman's narration. What? Yeah, he just narrates it, doesn't he? Just at the start and just at the end, and then it cuts to this like weird directed by steven spielberg in like shiny silver font on this like black background with stars it's the most jarring like open credit or end credit beginning that i've ever seen it's really weird yeah hmm. what are the worlds man weird movie spielberg man i don't think tom cruise is very good in it i like when he throws the sandwich at the house that's that's a good shot when he throws the peanut butter sandwich, he's like, one for me, one for you, one for the house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a funny five comedy points. Um, okay, this is a bummer of an ending. <laughs> the last movie I watched was Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Never seen um, it. Neither had I. I wanted some Brad Pitt, and I was like, yeah, let's watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith and not Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> um. Look, I gave it. I gave it a two and a half, which is an. It's an all right. It's have. It has a half half thing going on for it. Uh-huh. Um, I I just wish Tony Scott directed it and not Doug Liman. Yeah. Um, but Brad and Angelina Jolie are so electric. Like it. It's kind of astounding how much they're like. Like they actually are pretty gripping, but it hmm. it's just directed not that well. Um, that's all I have to really say about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Are we done? I think we're done. I think we're done with all the movies, yeah. Okay, we're done with all the movies. So, do we want to go for the sound off? Yeah, go for it. Okay, here we go. Here's my sound off, okay? The Host, Sense and Sensibility, Mad Max 2, That Thing You Do, Election, Broken Hill, Morning Glory, Rugrats in Paris, The Movie, The Wild Thornberries Movie, The Brothers Bloom, Juno, Queen of Catway, Annie, Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, Eighth Grade, Cloud Atlas, This Is Where I Leave You, Matilda, Won't You Be My Neighbor, The One I Love, Strangers on a Tray, uh, Hitchcock Truffaut, Dirty Run Scoundrels, Get Shorty, Vice, The Witches of Eastwick, Sorry to Bother You, Dog Day Afternoon, Ralph Breaks the Internet, The Lego Movie 2, The Second Part, The Sweet Smell of Success, The Big Chill, Babe, Free Solo, 13 Going on 30, The Greatest Game Ever Played, Invincible, Lorenzo's Oil, QT8, The First Eight, Hunchback of Notre Dame, A Brighter Summer's Day, the Tigger movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay. My movies were Fighting With My Family, Bound, The Matrix, The Matrix Reloaded, The Matrix Revolutions, Catch Me If You Can, Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro, Ratatouille, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Speed Racer, Mad Max Fury Road, Seven, Cloud Atlas, The Discovery, The Nightingale, Happy Gilmore, Gran Torino, Creep, Little Women, Hereditary, Catfish, The Witches of Eastwick, World War Z, Where the Wild Things Are, Liberal Arts, Godzilla, Doubt, Jupiter Ascending, Moneyball, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Kong Skull Island, Fletch, AI Artificial Intelligence, Minority Report, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, National Lampoon's Vacation, National Lampoon's European Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Ingrid Goes West, Vacation, Blue Velvet, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Lorenzo's Oil, The Man Who Knew Too Little, Arrival, The Photo Project, The Interview, A Few Good Men, To Be and To Have, Kung Fu Panda 2, Saving Private Ryan, War of the Worlds. Cool, cool. cool. All right, so then now we have to give each other a movie to watch. Mm. 
Oh I boy. We did this until we were recording. Um, so I did some digging and I've picked a movie that I really like and I wanted to rewatch anyway. And so we can talk about it next time. And that is Almost Famous. Oh, cool. I've been wanting to rewatch that. Yeah, me too. You know, Almost Famous was like one of my top three movies when I was in high school. Huh, I didn't know that. I loved Almost Famous. Okay, now my turn. Do you want to know what I googled? Did you just Google movies with the longest runtime? I wrote, <laughs> I googled long movies. <laughs> I'm going to say if it's over three hours, I'm not going to watch it. Oh, up. you dog. Um. Okay. Well, we're not gonna do <laughs> goodbye, Lawrence of Arabia. I want you to watch. I want you to watch The Godfather. Okay, I can do that. It's not three hours. It's it's, it's two fifty eight. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and right. to be fair, I think Almost Famous is pretty long. The um, director's cut, Untitled, is pretty long. I think the theatrical is not as long. I only have the director's cut. What is it called? The bootleg edition. Bootleg I cut. think it's called Untitled. I thought that's what it was called. That's what he puts, but on the Blu-ray it says the bootleg. Okay. I just um, want to see how long it is. The famous running time is one twenty-two, but the... Um, director's cut is two hours 42 minutes so it's an extra 40 minutes okay so the difference between that and the godfather is like not that long yeah 20 an episode of the simpsons yeah not even so it's a fine trade-off it is this is like one uh, yeah we'll talk about almost famous next episode all right cool peter where can we find ourselves it's the end of the episode where can we find ourselves we can find ourselves on Twitter at MMMU Podcast and on Instagram at MMMU Podcast. Um, or if you want to check out our website, anchor.fm slash MMMU Podcast. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's Please it. Um, rate, review, and subscribe. We are a, a young podcast. We're just we two months old. Uh, we'd love mm. it. Chuck us some ratings on iTunes or wherever, wherever you're at. Please do. Please. Please. <laughs> Please do. All right. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Daniel. See you, everyone. Bye. Oh, actually, sorry. Before we go, I just have one last thing to add. According to WatchMojo, these are the top 10 soups. 10, cream of mushroom. 9, minestrone. 8, borscht. 7, vichyssoise. Six wonton, five clam chowder, four lobster bisque, three French onion, two tomato, one chicken noodle. I knew chicken noodle was going to be number one. (laughs) That was it. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Bye, everyone. All right. Also, while Daniel's gone, I'm just going to talk more about Juno. I love Juno. It's... It's like top five movies for me. Um, It makes me cry almost every time. Spoilers for Juno. That scene after Juno has the baby and she's lying in bed crying. Um, 
and that song Sea of Love starts playing and she's just sobbing on the bed. I start sobbing. And then it cuts to Jennifer Garner holding the baby and she looks kind of nervous and confused and she looks up and she says, how do I look? And Alison Janney says, you look like a mom. Oh, my heart melts. I, I love that movie so much. Um, and then when Juno goes to see, um, Michael Sarah at the, um, I don't know, running practice or whatever. And she says to him, um, you're so cool without even trying. And he says, I try really hard actually. Like, oh, Diablo Cody just understands so deeply, like what it is to be a person and can express it in these like very little snappy lines. I really love Diablo Cody. Um, yeah, I think, I think she's probably my second favorite screenwriter, um, behind Sorkin. But yeah, Juno, Now, because it's just you and me and not Peter, uh, I just want to reiterate. Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas, really, really good movies. Cloud Atlas is really good. I like it's three hours long, but it's so good and it deserves its three hours. Like, and then Speed Racers, it's just so vibrant, it's colorful, it's so much fun. People, please watch Speed Racer. It's so good. Yes, the visual effects might seem a little jarring, but if you get into if you get into the vibe and the feel of it, you start to realize this is motivated. It is good. It is... Uh, I, Speed Racer is so good. The music at the end, he wins the final race and the music just goes on. It's Michael Giacchino. On the, oh, man, it's so good. Please watch Speed Racer.